And now for our feature presentation. Hi everyone, welcome to the Idle Man A podcast, episode number 75. And this is the football special, in case you're wondering why I'm talking like that. This, that is why I'm talking like this. And we are going to be chatting football, 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 goal on this podcast. And without, let's do, without further ado, let's kick off, as they say in football. And here we have Greg, we have Chris, we have me, and Barry, and we have Johnny. But let's start off with what we'll be doing this week. Let's start with Johnny. Well, Barry, I've been researching the number 75. And with angel numbers, it signifies creative expression, social interaction, expression of freedom, intuition and inspiration. And people who resonate with this number are very intelligent. They are also very creative and love art. They have a heightened intuition and are very optimistic. They appreciate their freedom very much. So with that in mind, I think this week we should be more engaged and less enraged. And Chris, what have you been doing this week? Well, I've, um, have you seen the World Health Organization has been investigating um, the source of the Wuhan thing? Well, I've been doing my own little investigation alongside that about the source and what I did, just a simple little exercise from home was um, just, a, have you heard of like numerology, ancient Sumerians and that used to do a bit of numerology, yeah. you know, every number's got a meaning, like a bit like what Johnny just came out of just then. Anyway, well, I looked simply at the alphabet and I simply looked at um, a table of numbers and I deduced that Corvid, Corvid is really close to Covid, Corvid is the crow family, you move the R to the end, that's because R is the 18th letter of the alphabet, you put that at the end, that's one away, you add that one, Covid-19, busted, that's what I've done this week. Thanks, Biles. Greg? The truth is out there. Um, I've been I've been I've been quite active with the drone. Uh, I managed to go to. Well, I, had, I had the dentist. I've got my teeth shaved. I had these weird jagged front teeth for fucking ages. Uh, well, the left one had like a big spiky bit coming. Well, not a big spiky. Like a quarter of the tooth got chipped, so it just looks like. But I don't think anyone else noticed do it as do, much. How do they do it? Because I've got a chipped tooth on the bottom. Well, because I was thinking I could just take a fucking, I was going to just take an angle grinder to it. But I thought that's like it's a bit big, like a bit clumsy, that. yeah. And I thought, well, maybe a small angle grinder, but yeah. Um, but I thought that's that's silly. I'm pretty sure a dentist could do it, but obviously it, char- it charged me quite a bit. Of mu- oh, that's annoying. Uh, what annoying? <laughs> they charge you quite a bit. No, money. So the camera just beeps and I, oh. yeah, put me off. I don't know why it's beeped. I, just, I pressed beeps. So I don't know why it, I pressed it to record, and I don't know. Yeah. Um, no. Shaving your teeth. I've thrown myself off. Good now. start. <laughs> Good start to the podcast. So anyway, yeah. So I shaved side. I shaved my left tooth uh, the, and the right one. The right one's a bit jagged as well. So I think well, you did one fights. yourself. From, from, no, no, no. no. Um, I, 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 said, I thought about it. it. I, I probably could have done it. Well, yeah, basically with a, like a mini angle grinder oh, thing. Really, like, literally. Well, like, okay. uh, it's similar to the thing that they buff your teeth with as well. But um, but I, I don't actually. To be honest with you, I didn't really see it. Did I it just, knock you out? Nah. No, just uh, you, like, you don't you don't you don't feel it. It's like it's just on the end. Did I he thought you would. You? I thought you would need a, like a local injection. Um, in the like, because usually you get an injection. It, it, I fucking hate them. That's the only injections like that, that really bother me is the yeah those ones like Gas mouth ones. The oral injections. Yeah. So like I thought, oh shit, I'm gonna have to get a spike right in the top of my gum or whatever, um, or in the roof of my mouth. Uh, yeah, the worst. 
Um, but no, no, it was nothing. It just went like that. Didn't feel it. And then the actual clean up, obviously, that hurt more. That tends to be like ah, more in, intrusive than just shaving a bit of your teeth off. Did, so yeah, my teeth are nice and flat. But anyway, but at the same time, because Tring Park's just around the corner, then I went to, out to take some drone, do some drone shots because I'm working on a new video. Obviously, I've done that promotional video that obviously I've been sharing with you guys, and it's online. Ellsbury Aerial Photography, anyone? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> what was that noise? Uh, Did someone do a name drop? Uh, yeah, it's not. It's, I said it says on the thing. It's not a final edit because I'm worked. It's because I'm working on a, a proper video. Basically, I'm, but I'm collaborating with Myth, our friend Myth. So he's, he's giving me a, a classical bit of music that he's worked on, um, and that he wants to use to promote this media Ecto One enterprise that we're both yeah that we're both looking into doing. Um, and Ooh, smooth. Yeah, so I've, I've been basically thinking of shots. Because he was like, oh, he quite likes the shots I've already done, but I didn't want to rejig the shots that I've already shown him, sort of thing. And the music he's given me, it's like a classical piece, it's really rousing. It's like, dun, 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 like Hans Zimmer type shit. And some Married of the shots. At first sight type yeah, music. exactly, like Married at First Sight music. And But I, so I, I wanted to do it justice. I was like, yeah, some of the shots I've got, obviously he's he's looking at the shots of like Waddleston Manor and stuff like that, and they're quite grand, and they sort of fit the bill. But I thought I need some more decent, Ooh. like, wildlife, uh, like nature shots and what have you, but all big landscapes. Um, so yeah, I went to Tring Park and then I went up to, I've been look, looking to go to that wind turbine for ages. There's a wind turbine near us, out Wingway, is it Wingrave or whatever, near, near our mate uh, who lives out there, Mark. And um, yeah, so I, but I've never actually, I'm never actually sure where it is. I know it's in a field out there somewhere. You can see it, obviously you can see it for miles away, like you can see it from here. Um, but I'm never sure where exactly it is, but it's near, yeah, so it's Buckingham Park, isn't it, that? Mm. Yeah, it's Buckingham Park, the area. But I've never been up there before, so I took the electric bike up there, and it's got the same pass as the ones, that massive fucking wide path that goes all up to Wadston, um, which is it's just a dream for skateboarding, like electric skateboarding, and, or, or just any skateboarding, biking, whatever. But electric, yeah, perfect electric bike, because you're off the road, so even if cars do come, it's like, it's about three metres wide, and there's no people walking up it, just massive, just open fields everywhere, so it's perfect for filming, like, on, so I was filming on my normal camera, so I've got a nice shot of the wind turbine, I found where it is, it's like slightly north of where I thought it was, um, but yeah, bombing it down there, like, like 40, but it felt safe, like, that's the safest I've ever felt going fast on my electric bike, so I've got some shots. Well, you showed me the video. Yeah, yeah, so I've got a shot of doing the tracking thing on my, with the drone following me and everything, so. you taking your jacket off, carefully folding up all your bits. <laughs> And hiding my controller. And hiding everything. Yeah. Okay. Then following yourself with the yeah. drone. Sorry, picking up, turning around, staring at it, going back, <laughs> picking all your stuff up, your little box of sandwiches. And that. It really that is, is true. quite tragic. Does he then just walk into the sea? Like, <laughs> like, I just walk into the sea. Well kill yourself now, Chris. Yes, Chris. I was just saying, you know you were talking about um, wind turbines. Have you seen that video this week of that lad booting a ball up and he was booting a ball up at a wind turbine and I was thinking what's he doing and he's just twatting it as hard as he can this football and then suddenly really? the turbine hits it one of the blades hits the oh, ball nice. that's what he's trying and to do and he just like fires off <laughs> over the city. that's what he's trying to do <laughs> is it real do you reckon it, was, it is real yeah because you see him there for ages like twatting it up what? and then suddenly bang F- what it fires off what how far does it go is it goes out of sight just goes over the rooftops just far they are quite impressive because there's a thing I'm doing that all that drone training thing at the moment yeah, to get my commercial license and mm. there's a thing about obstacles so you're only allowed to go 120 meters so 400 foot it's actually done in feet but obviously the closest we've got is 121 meters or whatever um, and yeah so you can only go for, uh, above whatever the, the ground is so if I'm at Coombe Hill I can go 120 metres above where I am at Coombe Hill, from Coombe Hill. So it's not about 120 metres above sea level. So well, the theory is obviously any flight, proper manned aircraft has to fly above that zone or about 50, 100 metres above that zone. 
Yeah. Yes, Chris. That's pretty. Well, I was thinking, because could you still imagine you went to the model village and you put a little camera <laughs> on a string and held it up and did it like a drone over the model village? <laughs> and could it then, if you did an actual drone over the model village, it would seem like you could use those for shots of like, I'd go up to 30,000 feet, <laughs> supply you with shots, and you'd just have it over the That's model village. Don't you mean Beckin only my got, drone could Beckin's go to got model village? Feet. That's exactly the one. So, yeah, I, yeah I, I managed to get some good shots of the, 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 the wind turbine anyway. So, you, but with the rules of droning, you can go 120 metres, but if there's something like a wind turbine, they are about 100 odd metres tall. So, obviously, 120, you can go another 20 metres above that, but I didn't actually try flying above it because I was getting quite. I was going as far as I'd ever been with it, as, as away from work, so I couldn't go into the field because it said it's all CCTV'd up or whatever. Um, I, I, I could have done, but then I'd have to leave my bike somewhere, and I thought, no, nah, fuck it. I'll just drone from here. But by the time I got to the, the turbine, it was about a kilo, like nearly a mile away. Um, so I was like, oh, I don't want to lose. I don't want to try flying over it, and then it fucking gets clouded by one of the things. But I did. I said to Barry, it would be quite cool to fly through it, like go up to it as one of the blades goes zoom like that, and then go through it, and then get a shot like that. Yeah, but yeah, that's what he said, yeah. But um, I don't know, it's pretty hardy. I crashed it the other day as well. I tried. I was getting some action shots as well. With, I've been very proactive, actually. On Sunday, was it? I went out of Prue and I tried to film him, uh, do tracking shots of him in his car. Unfortunately, that, I, I got a couple of quite good shots. So him in his Audi, like, dr- uh, driving up and down this bit. We, the, the bit of road we found to actually do this on, because it's really hard to find a bit of road where you can take a drone and a car and film both without, like, fucking one of them up. Anyway, we found this uh, lane around the back of the tip. And unfortunately, yeah, so obviously yeah. a lot of the stuff from the tip, there's a lot of spillover, and it was just the, all the, the hedges. I was like, oh, excellent shot, but then I've been reviewing it again today. So I was thinking about putting in the video, my good video for me and Myth. And uh, and yeah, there's just fucking shit all in the, like, fly tipping. Well, you noticed it yesterday. Fly tipping. Yeah, yeah, you just like, oh, look, lots of fly tipping there. And I was like, oh, yeah. Dockers. So I can't, yeah, can't use that, really. But yeah, I got some good shots of me on the bike and some good shots of the turbine. So, so they can go. in. Yeah, and, and Tring Park. So I've got three good shots, I think, three or four good shots to put in the... Because the video, it's only it's only 55 seconds long, so it's not going to be that, like, take that many shots to get... Do Does it. that make you want to buy a drone, Johnny? No. I thought I'd be a bit consistent, so that could be the drone chat bit with the, uh, no, the old Airwolf. Lot of, good uh, jo- there's a lot of people <laughs> that love drones. Have you seen in the news about the bladeless t- wind turbines that are like giant vibrating dildos? I've seen them, yeah. Have you seen those? Good dildos. Have you seen them? Uh, what? Yeah, yeah, no, we're done with that now. Oh, bladeless ones. Yeah, Sorry. they vibrate like that. Yeah, they they're look like, like massive, dildos. massive <laughs> dildos. <laughs> and apparently they, they only make about 30% of what a bladed um, wind turbine would do, but you can put lo- more of them in a smaller area. So when you look out the window, you just see loads of vibrating dildos. Nice. Yeah, cool. yeah because the thing with bladed ones, and this is the great, this great irony of wind turbines. I'm um, turbines. You're going to get a wind turbine. <laughs> And uh, wind turbine. I'm not a um, adept, like climate change denier or anything. Don't get me wrong there. But did you know that the blades uh, like can't be? They have to be buried. They're all landfill. All the blades they last. I don't know five, ten years, and then they have to change them. And um, they can't be. And they give you cancer. Don't they? Right. they go. Boom. I didn't know that. No. So maybe maybe yeah. Donald Trump was right. So so what? That, what? So why do they have to be buried? Buried? Sorry. Because they can't be recycled. There's something about having to make them so um, versatile and so they can be out there and so hardy and take all that straight means that then they're, they're made of a non-recyclable material so there's loads of pictures in deserts of big landfills and it's just full of these blades yeah, doesn't surprise me 
Yeah. Alright, so let's talk about a little bit of feedback we've had this week uh, from a lovely young man called Dan who's a listener and he listens in his car and I'm very appreciative of the feedback, Dan so we're going to read this out because I think we'll all appreciate this and uh, Chris, you sent this to me so you've probably read it a few times already Probably um, Starting with me so And cried Whatever he says, take it on the chin It could be good or bad for all of us so I've, I haven't really looked at it properly but I'll read it mm. now on the podcast so start with me uh, I appreciate the brilliance of Barry as well he's like the pool skulls or football reference of the podcast brilliant all the time and gets no recognition for it only shouted at constantly from greg Ooh, very nice uh, johnny is There's like alex higgins if he turns up sober you're in for a master class if not he'll probably piss on if. someone greg is like a teenager's penis teenager's this is true. penis easy to get a rise out of so everyone's Absolutely. always poking it to see what, what happens fuck you Dan oh, and got me. Chris is like Rosie we Jones. don't need to <laughs> Chris... yeah leave it there uh, so yeah, I, I didn't mind that because what I feel is because most of Dan's feedback actually basically says he agrees with pretty much everything that I say and do and things and uh, my bits are really the underappreciated bits um, and I think he's worried that he's coming across as too much of a Greg fanboy as uh, Chris said so he's, he's obviously made you guys out to sound like I mean he's giving you like great sporting heroes as uh, people that could be compared to and I'm just a, a teenage dick like yeah but teenage I, don't, I, know, I know he doesn't really mean that he knows I'm the driving force obviously uh, so you're saying you're reading between the the, you're reading between the lines and making up your own uh, review. He knows I'm the driving force yes, and the saving are, grace. Cognitive dissonance. I bought the gear. So let's chat football. Let's get on to what we really want to talk about this week. So boys, football. I've never really been into football. Uh, you, Johnny. Uh, I like uh, I like the international games. I used to follow I England in the nineties, and um, obviously I spo- followed Spain when they did the the treble. You get yeah, you get involved. You, sorry, you get involved with the international, international games. games yeah, yeah everyone nice. everyone tends to. I mean, g- girls get involved a little bit with the international ones. They're like, oh god, we're gonna have to gonna gonna have to give in now because everyone's doing it. And then some. I mean, some genuinely actually are into it. But my mum, my mum's a proper football fan. My mum used to play football, I- so. Her, my love of the game comes from both my mum and my dad. My dad's Irish, so my mum, like, he didn't have a team when he was growing up, so he started supporting my mum's team, Ipswich, because uh, my mum's from Ipswich, but I don't follow Ipswich, obviously. I, mean, I have lost interest in the international games after Spain brought in that um, failure uh, Brazilian Costa coffee, and they ruined the Spanish team because we could have uh, done uh, World Cups back-to-back, so I'm sort of refusing to watch it now. Chris, what are you going to say? I was going to say, I had a weird sort of initiation into football because I, I grew up and I moved around a lot of different places. And when I was, it was about, when I was about three or four, I got sent by my granddad to go and get my Arsenal kit. So I went with my nan to go and get my kit. And it was when Villa had just won the league and the Villa strip was next to the Arsenal strip. And me being a four-year-old, I was like, well, I prefer that strip. Oh, wow. And and that was it. And I, I went. I prefer that. And she was like, "Well, really, your granddad?" I was like, "No, I prefer that." Then, following year, I moved to Germany for the first time. And when I moved there, Villa won the European Cup in Bayern Munich. And to me, that was like because I was now seeing Aston Villa in Germany, and I was like, well, "Of course!" And I was like five years old, thinking, "Well, of course, this is the greatest team. This, of course, everyone supports this yeah. team." And then when I came back from Germany and realised that yeah. So that must have been. Uh, so I was going to say that I, I was I supported Liverpool right when I was five. So I support Arsenal now, uh, but I supported Liverpool. I just, I switched teams because because my 
parents, because my parents, I say they supported Ipswich, but obviously I was, I wanted, I, I wanted to support Liverpool. When I saw Liverpool, I was like, yeah, I look like Liverpool, Ian Rush. So this has been about a similar time. This has been a few couple of years probably after you did the Aston Villa thing. Because obviously uh, this is when Liverpool were big in the early 80s, or mi- early and mid 80s. So yeah, it was, it was Ian Rush and then moving on to John Barnes and all that. Um, yeah, so I, I, I loved Liverpool, but then I, my best mate, who lived around the corner from me, who was Julian Buckley, the, the music composer, who's now a famous composer, or whatever, well, like famous, but he's, he's been on TV and that. Um, yeah, fucking, he, he supported Tottenham, and so did his older brother. But the weird thing about that is so I, was, I sort of just moved on to Tottenham for some weird reason and was like, yeah, no, I'll support Tottenham now, because I was only like, I was five, six, so I, I, didn't, I had no allegiance because my dad, as I said, my mum and dad supported Ipswich, or followed Ipswich, and I was like, yeah, I don't, I'm not really that bothered about Ipswich, so... I just sort of I flicked from team to team, but anyway, so I supported Tottenham then. Uh, even though his, even though Julian's older brother Ross, he he um, he supported Liverpool. So I could have I could have actually just gone like, oh, actually, yeah, I'll support, I'll carry on supporting Liverpool. But yeah, I supported Tottenham because yeah, Julian did, Julian Buckley did, his older brother Michael did, and Stuart Green across the road did as well. So it's like yeah, there's loads of us supporting Tottenham against one guy supporting Liverpool. But really, I should I should have just supported Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say was. We, I remember growing up because football would tether me, even though I moved around different places. Like the football team would be sort of my one constant, and one part of my identity that I would carry beyond my fucking ginger hair and my weasley little voice. But, but I remember like everybody supporting Liverpool at one point, and I think because they were a successful team. And then I remember when Spurs won the cup, everyone was like, uh, and because what used to happen with teams when they went. Had, like um, cup final runs and that they'd all come out with songs like the Anfield rap and Spurs coming high and like all the different songs they'd, they'd have yeah. and then you'd hear like the kids singing it, it they'd be on top of the pop so it'd be much more in the sort of like public consciousness yeah yeah uh, Chris what makes a five year old want to up and leave and move to Germany I was just sick have you seen our his own pet yeah, with all the builders where they get work. Yeah, well, I'm yeah, yeah, that was it. it. I, I, I wanted it to learn a trade. <laughs> what, what's it like for a five-year-old in Germany learning the trade? Tough? Was it tough? It was tough, and I was sexually exploited to start with. But you know, after a while, I got used to it. That's good. So I've got some football questions to ask everybody. Okay. To fire them off, or anyway. So I didn't finish. The oh yeah, please carry thing. on. Sorry, the supporting thing that I was saying. So it's a bit weird. I chose. I didn't have an allegiance to a team when I was younger. I'd flick from team to team because you'd go, oh, I'd just support whoever your mates are supporting. But then when as I, I didn't bother supporting an, an actual uh, proper t- like a, uh, a domestic team um, for years after after the Tottenham thing, I was just like, yeah, it sort of went off. I just followed international football. Still played all the time. I always played football and tennis, and then later basketball. But yeah, never didn't follow a team until I was eighteen. No, sorry, sixteen, seventeen, something like that. But then two of my friends both supported Arsenal and then my little brother, although he's not really into football at all, he certainly isn't now, but it, again, his mate was into football, his mate Freddie Death, or D, his mate Freddie Diath, but obviously it was spelt as Dutch, but it was spelt Death, like take out the apostrophe and it was Death. Freddie Death and his dad yeah. used to take him to Arsenal games and he got really into it and he used to buy all the big heads and that, so this is when, just before the Invincibles. What's the big head? The little figures? Yeah, little figures, yeah. And, uh, and I was like, all right, okay, you're into football then? Yeah, I was like, yeah. So then, because my brother did, but he didn't really play, but he was just sort of into the football, like collecting big heads and that. But anyway, um, yeah, so I, got, I started following Arsenal then because he was into Arsenal. And then my mates, my mate Birch, who's sadly now dead, died in a car crash when I was younger, but he supported Arsenal. Mm, and, um, and and then my, my, my current friend, uh, Crow, who's we've talked about before, he's, he supports Arsenal as well. They both, at the same time, we were like 17, 18, whatever. My bro- brother was following them. 
my mates supported them. So again, I, I fell into it with a team that my mates were into. But the, being older, I appreciated more the allegiance to a team. And then so I've, I've stuck with them since then. So I haven't flicked teams since I was four or five. So it does sound like I know fuck all about football. And like, oh, you just choose whatever team's winning or whatever. That's not the case. I did, I did happen to support Arsenal when they were um, yeah, doing the Invincibles. But I'd already, I was already supporting them before that. So before the Invincibles. Yeah. So, you know, I, mean, I didn't just jump, jump on like when they were doing well. Like uh, some people might have done with Chelsea and City or whatever. When okay, so uh, yeah. um, I'm not. A, I've never been into football. I've never been a football fan. So by the, by your two stories, it sounds like other people. Well, actually, no. Yours was you, you were a lot younger, so it was your granddad, wasn't it? But Greg, it sounded like his story was it was the other people around him that got him into it. And you, did yeah. you never had anyone around you that got you into it? Did you? Me? No. Well, when I moved to Spain. Everyone was either into they had their own teams, their own local or teams like you know, say you were from a part of London, you might be Tottenham or Arsenal, or whatever. But on top of that, everyone had either Madrid or Barcelona as a team they followed. And because my dad followed Madrid on my mum's side, my granddad was from Barcelona, so I supported Barcelona. And that's when Stoichkov and Romario were playing each other, were playing together. Nice. So that was a really good time to be watching it. I remember when I moved back to England, I still had, had Barcelona top. And Barcelona were playing Arsenal and my mate Liam, his, his family's all Arsenal and he said, well come round, uh, my dad, his, my, his dad and his dad's mates and his granddad were all there, all supporting Arsenal and he goes, I do you wear your, Bar- your Barcelona shirt? I went, fuck it, alright. So I had it on under my top, Barcelona, sc- I think Ar- Arsenal scored whatever, so I took my top off. Went all right. I'm uh, Barcelona again. And I think after Barcelona scored about the third or fourth goal against Arsenal, I decided to put my top back on because they were all nearly in tears. <laughs> and then we were uh, they were going to go to the pub, but they said they weren't going to bother. I bet they did go to the pub, but I just went home. So you never really had a team, then, have you? No, if I've never had one growing up, well, I'm not going to pick one now. Like a, you know, like that's a, the thing. Like glory well, grabber. When I watch football, I used to watch it with you a lot, Chris. I remember when we used to go in Kev's house yeah. years ago because we used to watch it every Sunday. And I used to like, yeah. it's weird because I can watch it and see it, but I don't get nothing out of it at all. And it's weird, isn't it, how some people can get loads out of it and other people just, nah. I suppose there's like a lot of stuff though, isn't it, really? You watch like, a lot of sports. Well, yeah, when the, yeah, when the I, on, you can watch teams, you can watch, well, that's you the, watch thing. the games yeah. that aren't even... You get uh, the feeling a, in the World Cup country, of... Yeah, but you can watch a country, two countries playing that you're not following because you're following the whole tournament. Whereas if I watch two teams playing that are just average and I'm not really bothered in normal league football I'm not interested and that's actually a perfect question for you then Chris that's made me think about it so obviously when we watch the World Cup when I watch England I get the emotions yeah. I think you're probably meant to get when you watch football but do you get them all the time when you watch Aston Villa normally the same emotions I get when I watch England of like <laughs> probably probably but um, I don't know it's a bit I suppose it, the, the, the correct analogy would be like you know there's people who go down to the pub and there's people who go down to the pub for New Year's Eve yeah, yeah. And do those people who go on New Year's Eve have the same experience as the people who go down the pub ah, yeah, Monday yeah, to Friday? Good point. Well, the problem is, on New Year's Eve, you get amateur drinkers, don't you, that spoil it for everyone else. Very much like the podcast last week. Yeah, we're really sorry about the podcast last week. And it doesn't have to all be football this week, but it is nice to have a little chat about football, because that's what we said we we're going to talk about. So one of the things I'll ask you, Chris, who's the first foreign footballer in the UK? You know this one. Uh, I'm not... 
Come on. Uh, I'm not sure. Well, I haven't got the answer for that, so... <laughs> <There's> <laughs> something. Go- no, <laughs> Google it. The thing is, there's, there's, there's stories of like foreign footballers coming over here like quite early on and implying their trade, Russian players and different... like They weren't an internationals like they were these days, but like Bert Troutman, the Manchester City um, goalkeeper who broke his neck. I think he was like 50s, 60s, he was around here. And you'd think like a German coming over after yeah, war yeah. and I think there's always this sort of cultural like snobbery when it comes to football um, especially like, like, like rugby and, and football their little rivalry that you think that everyone that's into football bit bit thick bit common man um, yeah. I mean when when football sort of first started and I mean not I mean league football not when villagers used to kick a uh, a skull between it's two better. villages I mean when football first started to be in a a team you had to live locally didn't you or you generally would so Manchester a team in Manchester would be all people that lived in Manchester mm. whereas obviously that changed and I suppose then they started getting people from uh, other villages and giving them a hut to make them come and play for their team. <laughs> I tell you, it, it, it's interesting though because I think a lot of football teams weren't set up as original p- football teams being their primary purpose because yeah. they, what they were were they were cricket teams and cricket. That's why cricket team football teams have got eleven players because cricket teams would have nothing to do during the winter. Yeah, yeah. So what they do is on the same because it's similar dimensions on the pitches. They would then just. Um, set up a football team wicket keepers your goalkeeper and so that's why you got really successful cross code players that were international cricketers and international footballers because that's where that it came from originally and like Aston Villa my original team was a church team so you know and that's where they came from because I suppose foot, I mean obviously football's got quite more complicated rules etc but than than just kicking the ball in the net, but rugby seems a lot more complicated than football. Obviously, rugby started from football. Uh, yeah, I saw a Kit Kat advert where they picked the ball up. <laughs> yeah, that's when that's the first, that was the actual moment that rugby was invented. Yeah, and a lot of people a lot of people still class rugby as football. They call it the, the RFU is the rugby football union. Oh, were you talking about soccer? Oh, Association Rules Football. So if I was going to support a football club and I've never been into them, how am I going to get into football? How am I going to do it, guys? Well, find the age find of 40, out who's winning and then at the age them. of forty-four. Yeah. At the age of forty-three, oh, you're forty-four now. Yeah, shit. Um, be, it would be good to um, just check. Can you just change the team? Just pick the winner. Yeah, well, it time. turns out you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can. I mean, yeah. You, well, just turn. I, up. I do make the joke because I because people I'm not, have been known to switch teams. Obviously, in my younger years, so I do make the joke when we're talking doing football and that. I go like, oh, who do I support now? Oh, Leicester, yeah, like whoever's obviously Leicester. I won wish the I'd league. bet on Leicester. Yeah, Leicester. Oh, that would have been a good bet. I think from anyone from yeah from a non-sport from a betting angle, like, yeah. you'd be like, oh damn, I, I, but I no think, one saw that coming. Barry, what you could do is just go along to football matches and shout, "Come on, the winners!" It seems to work for Instagram models. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a little bit to say if I may. Talking of football, uh, Harry Redknapp is the only manager to win the Premier League Ma- uh, Manager of the Month award for four different clubs: West Ham, November '98. Portsmouth, April and October 2004, Southampton, March 2005, and Tottenham Hotspur, August 2009. <laughs> all right, how do you remember all this stuff? <laughs> there were loads of football facts, but the reason I bring up Harry Redknapp is because I absolutely despise him. You love him. And I want to tell you a few little things about Harry Redknapp, and then you can discuss this after, or we can just move on. 
when I can find it. Because he, he actually changed his here. surname, didn't he? Because his family name is Kidnap and Murder. <clears throat> so to help I've out. talked about this before. Have you heard the... Well, of course you have. The Harry Redknapp gambling adverts, yeah? Yeah. Right, right. yeah. Okay, That's so what got me into it. Let's just tell you a few things about Harry Redknapp. Harry Redknapp's net worth is reported to be around £13 million. Pounds. Uh, he's a former football manager, you know, all that stuff. So he's worth 13 million quid, right? Um, Harry Redknapp uh, said, where is it? In 2013 or something, he did like a video and he was talking about how gambling is addictive and it's bad for you. Because um, there we go. There's estimated 340,000 problem gamblers in the UK and 11 to 15 gamble every week 450,000 children aged 11 to 15 gamble every week right and Harry Redknapp said it's bird so what what do you think spurs Harry Redknapp um, a guy that's worth 13 million quid to do Betfred or whatever those adverts are for gambling what would you do would you do that yeah um I would no, uh, no, no, well, no, no. I wouldn't. No, I, I find it do, odd. I would do unless unless you just like being on telly, and he's like, oh, I've I've been mm. on telly that much recently. I'm not his profile because they used to do that thing. What's that thing? You know, um, the transfer window thing. They're like, oh, Harry yeah. in the car. So they, I don't know, you know about this. Like, no, no, no. Go okay, on. I'll tell, so every year, so there's this thing called a transfer window. So it's when people get to swap players or whatever. Like, where is it? January? Is it? Yeah, January. Yeah. January. yeah. And so, and then they always go, there was always this thing, I don't know who did it, but they'd always go to, whether it was BBC or ITV or what, I don't know. But they'd always go to... to Sky. Sky. Yeah. And they'd go like, Harry in the car. And they'd have like Harry leaning out the window. What did he do? Just t- did he just say what the trans, what he reckoned the transfers he would, were going to be or whatever, was, or what's a good transfer and what isn't and... Yeah, he was always known for being really cordial and willing to talk yeah. to the press. So they just, they just rock up outside Spurs training ground or West Ham training ground, wherever he was. And he'd always answer them. Yeah, yeah. You know, whereas that's most right, people yeah. would so, just yeah, drive so past. Like, yeah, yeah. With all tell you what's going on. Yeah, no problem. He's yeah. astute, though, isn't he? He's proper astute. So he pretends to be this like yeah. doddering old. Oh, oh, yeah, no, oh don't know what's going on. I'm just a bull bag. On. But I will talk about how gambling's bad in 2013. Then advertiser gambling app kills <laughs> yeah. loads of people. But what's going on, San? Yeah. Like, what a prick. Yeah. Yeah. He's horrible. Very I heard that he, I, I heard he was on television so much they actually um, picked, uh, kidnapped him, and chucked him in the jungle. And they thought he'd die there. <laughs> and apparently, eight, ten other celebrities just to make it back to England. So the man is ruthless. He's like the predator. <laughs> do you think? Do you think he could be wearing some of the other celebrities' faces on his <laughs> yeah, face yeah. because his face does it's look made like up of it's, other celebrities? Yeah. I, I heard he's yeah, so greedy. Saggy. He turns up as all the extras in his own adverts, and he just puts a different face on. <laughs> do you reckon Jamie Redknapp's really his son? <laughs> yeah, thing, it's, it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did. Oh, we talked about that. Yeah, we talked we about it. Too, the, like. the, the, no, the improv. We did the improv last, last week. Was yeah. Oh, that's yeah, that's that one. That was quite amusing. Oh, that, a lot. Improv, a lot I of thought. footballers are always on the uh, sketch for extra cash, though, aren't they? A lot of them become like on pot, uh, top of the pops yeah. or adverts. Can you remember when Gareth Southgate, Stuart Pearce, and Chris Waddle did that advert for pizza? Yeah, like? yeah. Because they all did it with they paper yeah, bags yeah. on their head. Yeah, they. But did, did they did, were they all in the same advert? Yeah, they did one where those are the yeah, same they ones. Were. They've all, but they've all had like, did they all do a separate advert though for do it like? So? No, they all did a pe- they, they did all did that oh, pizza. Okay, yeah. I thought I've, I thought in I've each got... individual tournament there was like a, but no, it was only they only became self-aware and like oh joking about that shit later on. They wouldn't have joked about that shit like in 1990. Like, yeah, there's no way. No, <laughs> like, there's no way. No, it's because still to that to this day that was like our. I mean, that's still our top. That's when he missed the penalty. That's, that's the it? top moment for me in international football for me. That's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. For, that, that's 
what I was going to say. We, I wanted to talk about. Yeah, best in Nash because because you'll remember your best. What was the first like World Cup that you remember that you remember uh, seeing on TV? The one where Gaza cried. That's that's ninety. So that was nineteen ninety. Oh, Eighty six was the one I remember. Like yeah. so the hand of God and everything. Yeah, I remember yeah, that, yeah. Was the first one I when remember. Was, what was the one before that? Spain was it Spain? Was oh, yeah. I've got the key ring and I remember that. The orange. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so you remember? Oh, yeah, because yeah. you Na- Na- Naranjito. So because you would have been the same age for that one as yeah. I would have been for the Sport other one. Billy. Remember Sport Billy? <clears throat> Sport Billy. Yes. That. Sport Billy. Yes, yeah. he was. Because I mean, you're saying like, yeah. if you remember classic moments, there's like these Gaza crying and Lineker. That was the wink, wasn't it? That was when he did the eye. The wink was nice as well. Yeah, yeah. And then have a word. Um, obviously, the hand of God. And what was the other? Um... See, ninety four. We weren't. We weren't in ninety. We didn't qualify for USA. Hand of God was yeah, eighty six. Yeah. Yeah. Along with one of the best goals ever scored. In well, that's what everyone forgets. Like, oh, he, he Matt cheated. Married on us. Yeah, like, the they would have dicked one, us anyway. Yeah, yeah. He ran around the whole fucking team. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, well, I mean, let him off the hand of God. But he should have played for Colombia. Really, <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed that documentary about George Best. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Have you seen that? I, uh, no, have you seen that, uh, Chris? That's the documentary right. about George Best. There's a few, but I said one of the newer ones. It's really, really interesting. It just loads of footage of him showing where it all goes. Just like basically pretty tragic. We all know, we all sort of know the story. Um, oh, but yeah, we. Sorry. I find so it. I say the other thing I remembered is when I, the son celebrated David Beckham by putting a uh, his face on a dartboard. Oh on yeah, the back yeah. Page. So in '98, so yeah. that's what I was gonna say because we weren't in '94. So in the so that's the thing. You've got big, t- big. Like four years in between each fucking tournament, and the Euros. No one really cares about the Euros as much as the World Cup. I mean, yeah, you do a little bit. You get involved. The thing is, it is every four years. I get so involved. It is just as big an event, really, yeah. but it's not, is it? Because you're like you're white. You know I mean, you're, there was two there's no Brazil. There's no Argentina. I mean, it's but there was two where Spain really enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> Will we still be but, in the Euros now we've left the EU? <laughs> Good question. Yes. Russia and Azerbaijan are in the oh. fucking yeah, but they're Euros. still in the yeah, EU. Kazakhstan, Israel. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we didn't qualify for '94. So that, but me being half Irish, I was like, I had, I had, I had skin in the game, as they say, because uh, Ireland qualified. So, and Ray Houghton scored. I don't know if you followed 90, the '94 yeah. World Cup, but Ray Houghton yeah, scored yeah. a fucking perler against Italy. And and and. Well, he played. Oh, did he? Oh, right. So then. yeah, you would have been wearing it. Yeah. Wearing this, yeah. So it was brilliant. So England weren't in it, but at least I, had, I still had a team, and it was great. Yeah, say so Ray Houghton scored against Italy. But yeah, obviously they went out, and Italy went on to the final. And then Bajo put it over the bar. <laughs> Silly here's, here's a question yeah. for you, uh, football heads, and I meant that um, as a compliment as opposed to an insult, like it sounded. Do you think we would have got further as a, if we played as Great Britain as opposed to England, Wales, Scotland, and obviously we would want to play together? But well, yeah, cause that's a good question because then you've got you can bring people like Bale in and stuff like that, like yeah, in recent it, years. But then to be fair. Before that, Aaron Ramsey. It was the one that advertised hamburgers. Alan Shearer. Uh, right, Giggs as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giggs. Giggsy, Giggsy yeah. Giggsy. So, yeah Giggsy. Giggsy. I mean, Giggsy could have been ha- helpful and Bale could have been, I mean, uh, be definitely could have been helpful. Being an out- Sorry, yeah. I was going to say, being an outsider, just quickly, one thing, yeah. Oh, in, oh, no, I find this country always bigs up certain footballers. So being an outsider, it was, it was uh, it used to be Alan Shearer, Gary Lineker, um, Wayne Rooney. Yeah. They always big these, uh, Beckham, they always big them up as if they're like the new, the best Owen, player you've ever, you've ever seen. <laughs> well, no, they don't. Yeah, Owen. They're, the, they're, 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 they're very nothing different ever happens. They're very different players. She, nothing Shearer, ever happens. There's, there's players like Shearer, they don't like, like you can't David compare Beckham. Shearer and Beckham. Big Mac, please. You can't compare Shearer and Beckham because Shearer, Shearer was before the age of the, the the football, the glamorous football thing. He was there at the beginning of the Premiership, but he wasn't. So he got there. He was there at the money, yeah. but he wasn't. He was never really a part. He's just a, a down. He's a proper. Solid, that's when I think of an English footballer. 
like the best of English football. Alan Shearer is like he's my archetypal English striker. No nonsense. Good fucking head. Could score with both feet. Good touch. He's your um, Sean Bean, isn't he? Good could touch. He, could he score with both feet? I'm not sure actually. Was he, did he have a good left foot as well? I'm sure he has scored with both feet. But yeah, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I, I always think of him. Like Lineker, not so much. He, I just think of him as a crisp guy and doing the. Like, you don't think of him as a football player now, being a decent football. He was the sort of guy who'd just go like, hey, hey, just cheeky, get it on the line and go, hey, hey I got it. Isn't just he one of our highest scorers? And he's, and he's, or he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but he's scared of heading the ball. He never, like, he never scored. Oh, I think good job he was. Most did he ever got score a header? I don't think he even headed the ball once or something. Like, There's something about him never heading the ball or never scoring good a header. That he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's got the brain well, to do a I think crisp it, I think a car's crumple zones are completely ruined. With both doors open, Chris, you, you <laughs> want to say something? I'll, I'll have to... His ears, his ears. Oh, yes, gotcha. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm alright. So uh, I'm going to just this. ask you which advert do you want to hear? Uh, Alan Shearer is McDonald's advert, or do you want to hear Michael <laughs> Owen takes delivery of his oh, new I'll, Land Rover? I'll, I'll take Shearer over Owen. I think I think they're both good. I'll I take Shearer over. Be honest with you. But Go let's start then. with Owen, on, and then you can hear Shearer next. So here's Owen's. Here he comes. Be loads up. Talk amongst yourselves. Football's good, isn't it? Yeah. We'll be having a kick about. It's a, it's a Range Rover to start with, and, and delighted because I drove a Range Rover some eight, ten years ago. So the shape has changed a bit since, but it's still a real classy car. of cars over the years. My first car being a Rover Coupe. Progressed to a BMW, oh, Aston Martin, Ferraris, um, Range Rovers. So it's great to, to come back um, home, so to speak. Um, I had a deal with Jaguar for a long time as well, so probably had a, a dozen Jaguars. Um, and a few others. <laughs> Call it boring. You know, you grow with it, you grow with cars. I was never going to get a, a Ferrari at, at 18 or something. You wait until you, you know, <laughs> you've earned your stripes. So Is this a real so I think, you know, it, it almost grew with me that, you know, the older you get, the more successful you are in your workplace, the, the more you feel as if you deserve to, to buy a nice car so and the more you know football is a, is a, bit of is a, this a joke it's a hierarchy let's say so if you go in in a nicer car than someone that's played 100 games and played for his country then if he goes on that long I'm going down and told to sell it so I think you uh, you have to you have to grow your car organically as I say with uh, with how you do it on the football pitch I think you've got to go for looks to start with and then you look inside probably don't you and it's very funny that that nice one for like, yeah, that's what I thought the joke was because he's meant to be he's like known as being like really boring yeah. That's why, see, I that's don't even know that. That's why. That's why. As, as a commentator, as a commentator, like yeah, he's he's been do, doing commentary for a while now, and he's like, yeah, just really monotone. He's just kicked like, the football over it, there. That goal. <laughs> that goal in '98 was great. Before Beckham like became everyone's enemy number one, we had that goal against Argentina where Owen weaved round like fucking couple of players so fast. It was like, oh, what do we do with this Owen? But then by the time we were in a World Cup again, he was old and slow. So. Well, no, he wasn't. He was never slow, but he was never. He never lived up to the hope from that World Cup. He was good, but he was never. He lives up to the hope when he buys a car, though, doesn't <laughs> yeah. he? Yeah, but that fuck me. That is boring. That's yeah. like all for looks. <laughs> I know, like. Um, I like. You want to give that to me at eighteen? I was gonna go for a pro- you know a proper car, one that like you know a sensible one, like boring car, nice boring motor. I like Pele's adverts about <laughs> Viagra, and I just wonder if um, Michael Owen could do those. 
there's nothing to be embarrassed about about erectile dysfunction. Obviously, I don't suffer from it, but if you do want, boy, I have. I cannot say enough. I do not have erectile dysfunction. Have you seen Pele's adverts about it? Yeah, it's yeah. Hilarious. Well, I, I, uh, no, I haven't. I, I haven't actually seen it. The I was watching Would I Lie to You yesterday and yeah. uh, talk about it on that. Like, oh yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does the advert talking about, about how there's nothing to be ashamed about, and every every like halfway through, and at the end, he goes, "But there's nothing wrong with me." <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing wrong there's with not, me, obviously. I can still keep it up. I'm know? rock okay. hard. Yeah, where did we, you go? We've had a lot of good chat about football now, and uh, I didn't think we would. I thought we were going to take the piss and just like do jokes and that, but no more jokes in this podcast. So, no, we can make <laughs> jokes, but naturally, jokes. I think we should lighten the mood now because I've just had an amazing idea talking these adverts. So I've got a few of these adverts, yeah. But I think what we should do is I'll play the advert right, and I won't tell you who it is, and you've got to guess the footballer doing the advertisement. Oh god! See if you can all guess it. Yeah, is okay. that a good idea or not? Is that yeah. a good idea? So just I just want to do one. Let's do one. As soon as you've guessed them, no, it's just a football <laughs> special. As soon as you've guessed it, we'll stop the advert. So now you're using your outside voice. Okay, so as soon as you well, as soon as you've guessed it, we'll stop the adverts. Yeah. We'd have to listen to hundreds and all the adverts. It goes on and on and on. So it's just so you can get the most points. Okay, so I I, I know the answers. So we'll start. And there's a few hard ones in here as well. Are they all Harry Redknapp? No, they're all different, all over the place. So here we go. Let's start with this one. Miss, <laughs> Miss Pizza Hut Pan Peters, unless I'm mistaken. Mm. Well, that's Stuart Pearce. Psycho. Well, Gareth, it only took me six years to get Gareth, over it. Gareth, who's that? Have some pan pizza. Pan yeah. pizza from Peter. Oh, this is the pizza one. Yeah, well done, boys. That's Stuart <laughs> Pearce. <laughs> he got Stuart Pearce, yeah. Chris Southgate, Chris Waddle. You missed Chris Waddle. No one, else, no one else would step up and take it, so I went forward. Yeah, you fucking psycho. You're not very good at penalties. <laughs> Here you go. Here's your next one. Who's this? He was a legend, though. Who's the other person in the advert though? Remember the Salt and Linica adverts? Can you remember the other one in it? Uh, cheese and Owen. Was it Cheese and Owen? Was it Cheese and Owen? But there was one with the other guy, Gaza. What was that one? Frank LeBerth and Dunyon. I know. That's, that's not bad though, is it? Frank okay. LeBerth and Onion. Do you remember the Ian Wright <laughs> guard advert? Here's another one. Talk to that. Guess this one. No. There's something slightly more sophisticated than your everyday right. cooking sauce. Yeah. I, I, I saw it on his phone, but I, I, I preemptively guessed it. Like. <laughs> Two pots, you see. The first spices that you're going to turn to chicken red. <laughs> <laughs> one feels like chicken tonight, like chicken tonight. The best, the best football advert is the one with Ryan Giggs' brother in it. What's that one? Have you not- oh, yeah, yeah, that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. About yeah. trust. Ryan, that, that Ryan, Ryan Giggs well, fucked his missus. Yeah. It's a bloody yeah, yeah, power that's, that's great. Yeah, that old, old, that's, that's one of my we'll be best, that that's here, one of the best adverts ever. Whoever, whoever came up with that yeah, was yeah. like, yeah. I reckon he did. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'll pay you if you let me make this advert. And now he's richer in advertising than yeah, he yeah. uses in football. I'll try and look for that advert because I've never even heard it. But before we do that, I'll just do one more. No more of these because we're going on. But I want to play the Alan, Sh- Alan Shearer one because I do have Oh, it's Alan Shearer. Here it comes. <laughs> I take it we're not guessing anymore. Yeah, I've guessed it, I won. <laughs> Is it sure? Driving up to McDonald's. But I don't go anywhere near McDonald's. Good evening, how may I help? Um, give us a minute. Is that a problem? I'm sorry, sir, your signatures don't match. It doesn't match. I'm sorry. You're joking on, yeah? Can I have another example? Yeah. Oh, my God. Back in the day, you used to have to sign stuff in shops. Can you believe that? Oh, that's crazy. Alan Shearer's signing for a McDonald's. You have to sign it out. Do you remember writing a check? Oh, no, 
I, well, no, to be fair, I didn't really write many checks when nah. checks were available. But, I, had a uh, I, did, I, I, did, I had written a couple. It's can, weird. Can you it's, remember? It was really a weird thing to do, like a really drawn out, shitty thing to, C- to could do. Could your ass cash it? <laughs> no. Never write a check. <laughs> My <laughs> hands couldn't cash it. I've got, I just had a thought while you were doing that. What is your favourite football film? Ooh. Uh, the one with all the prisoners the, of escape war. Escape to Victory. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Escape to, Escape to Victory's got to be that's a classic. No, it's got to be the remake of Mean Machine with Vinnie Jones. Oh yeah, with Danny Dyer. Just be- just before he became a hard uh. man, he's just come out of human traffic, so he's still seen as a joke, right? This is this is what's funny about Danny Dyer's career. Like, a bit of a segue here, but like. He, uh, yeah, like, so Danny Dyer, like, he was seen as, a, so I quite liked him in Human Traffic. I thought he was great as the comic relief. Yeah, yeah. And because the others weren't, all the, when they were trying to be funny, weren't, probably weren't that funny. I don't, uh, the humour in it's not too bad to be, that's not, it's falling down. Anyway. That's not too bad. Yeah. Anyway, he was seen as a joke, right? But then obviously now in EastEnders, he's like, hard oh, no, man. in the business he was yeah, good. No, no, yeah, but the reason being, because of films like The Business yeah, yeah. and Football Factory, yeah, yeah. right? But before that, let's not forget, he was Moth, the guy wanking in the corner of the room in Human Traffic, and he's <laughs> yeah. the joke. The joke yeah. guy, yeah, the guy yeah. call, calling up porno things, going ah oh, no, and then and then after that he was in fucking Mean Machine and he played the the, the dopey fucking comic relief in that and it, all he did was get hit in the box. Vinnie Jones was the hard man. It had Jason Statham in it as the, the bald nutter guy yeah, from the original I'm, one. Sort of vaguely. So the original film, the original uh, there's a Mean Machine. They remade the Longest Yard. Oh no, sorry. The, mean, the original Mean Machine was with Burt Reynolds. Okay, it was seventies American. Yeah, yeah I remember that one. Yeah, okay. yeah. And it had and it had Jaws in it as the uh, I think yeah. Richard Klein or whatever his name. Richard uh, didn't have the bold one that was Kill. in uh, Weird Science on the motorbike. The man. Uh, no, no, I don't know. There was a guy. Oh, he looked like a bit him. like yeah, him. Yeah, he, yeah. Was the guy, he was the goalie and he was the nutter and he yeah. got, ends up punching Jaws or something at one point. It makes him cry. Anyway, they remade that into the Longest Yard with Adam Sandler, and I can't remember who all the fucking dickheads were in that, but you don't need to. It was shit. But then they remade it again, just uh, yeah, as a football film. So they remade it as an American football film again with Adam Sandler. But then they remade it in Eng- in England with Vinnie Jones as Burt Reynolds. So that says it all, really. Like, uh, but That's then yeah, he was famous. but then Danny Dyer was in Feminist. it as well, and he was like, just all he did was get hit in the bollocks. It was just like, oh, oh I got hit in the bollocks again. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. but then and then then he did the football. Fa- then he did Football Factory. I did actually quite like Football Factory when it first came out. Cause ID. Was, that was film. Nick Love. Then went on to just make just the same film over and over again with Danny Dyer being hard in it, which didn't make any sense. Like, because it was quite a good, uh, like Danny Dyer and uh, Neil Maskell were good in. Um, Football Factory. I quite, Neil Maskell's a great actor. He's the one who's in. I know he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. Um, and what about yeah. ID? It's a good film, isn't it? I, uh, ID. I, I as a, a, well, a hooligan film because it's not really. Well, then uh, Football Factory is obviously a hooligan. Film, Green Street well. hooligans. That's another. And that's oh, that's film. Stand your ground and fight. <laughs> Charlie Hunnam he says I thought he was from Australia and I found out no he's a Geordie and I was like alright oh, but he's trying to do a fucking <laughs> London southern accent, accent. yeah I was like, fucking hell he's, he's, but that's, his, his accents go all over the place anyway like in um, Up and Under Samantha Janus <laughs> that's rugby you, that's oh. rugby you silly bend it like Beckham yeah, what about bend it like Beckham's actually not, not a bad film the one that I thought was strange was Zidane, uh, Zidane the 21st century portrait see I was going to say favourite footballer Graham I don't know if you guys got favourite you know footballer. about the film Peter Zidane, no Zidane is yeah. I was going to say Zidane's my favourite footballer yeah, but, of all yeah. time the film Zidane was just uh, a football match for 90 minutes from his point of view alright oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> came oh. out in 2006 it's oh. Real Madrid versus Villarreal in uh, April 23rd 2005 what, so just, just from his perspective what, with a, uh, I don't think I think it's just on. all on him, I haven't seen. It. I've seen some uh, trailers. From his perspective, suggests yeah, no, but just, all it does is just film him, no, no one else. Oh, oh it just films him. It like, does, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's you watch yeah, him, yeah, yeah. it's fucking amazing. Well, Chris has seen it. I have, yeah. Oh, right, yeah, because he is. He slows down time when he's playing. Yeah. His awareness, his awareness of people around him. Good film, Chris. What's it like? It's crazy. 
It is a good film. It's exactly like Greg. Like it is literally. You can see how he just views yeah. the game a lot differently. He can slow down time. For a lot of people. So because he was never someone blessed with no. like explosive pace or anything someone. like that. He had a bald head. He wasn't the tallest. He wasn't not the smallest. Wasn't you know he smoked fags his whole Did career. He? I didn't know that. But like he just more. had sublime yeah. If you skill. guys could interview one footballer on this podcast and uh, like, have any football you'd like to talk Zidane, to. Zidane, it'd have to be Zidane. Because obviously he headbutted that guy in the final as well, which lost it, like, he lost it in... That wasn't a final. I thought it was his... Um, yeah, there's a final. There's a World Cup final. Chris, where he headbutted you... a, he oh, headbutted well, Italian cut the, in the you chest. You know when they give someone a match? He called his mother an Algerian whore and he uh, went... A terrorist. Yeah, no, terrorist. Yeah, also, yeah, yeah. And he went, fuck you. And that's what a move as well. Rather than like chinning him, like headbutting him in the sternum. Like such a weird move but it's like a move that is not going to leave a you know what I mean it's not going to break his jaw like sort of yeah, thing it's like but he a bit like Cantona kicking that fan he handbagged like, it Oh yeah, that, of course. That's a classic. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He did that. That fan didn't handbag that. <laughs> yeah. That kick to the chest. Yeah. Chris, if you could, you be Zidane. You did interview Zidane. Zidane. Chris, Zidane. Zidane. Sorry, if you could interview any footballer, living or dead, who would it be? Do you reckon? I don't know. I quite enjoy. I quite like to interview one of those footballers that were the sort of played about four different sports for England that were in like in between the oh, yeah. war years you know I play you know I represent England at <laughs> Shufflecock um, and you know Twipsies Twipsy champion yeah. and I Quince. can <laughs> billiards, and I can jump backwards onto a and I've got four milk rounds they usually uh, did in back Bernie, in the day, didn't Benny they? Hill yeah and then they've got yeah and then they I'd quite like to see one of them because all the really great scoring records come from those periods as well like some players like Dixie Dean and that who just got like 49 goals a season or scored like three goals they're averaging three goals a game and stuff like that I just find it incredible and the crowds that they played in front of as well you know like 100,000 crowds weren't I mean they were that was big crowds but they were things that were seen you t- into the stadiums where we've got like 30, 40,000 people now. They'd yeah. be cramming 80, 90,000 people because that's all there was to do at the weekend, you know? So they just get round See, I didn't think about places. people back in time. There'd probably be much more interesting people to interview than Zidane, but I don't know. I would in say, I'd, go, I'd say George Best and get him to sign something. I mean, but yeah. Would none of you guys ever want to interview Peter Shelton? <laughs> well, Mike, Mike, Michael Owen, actually. I'd change my mind. He's a notorious womaniser, yeah. Schultz, isn't he? So if I yeah. he looks Welsh, yeah. I just want to say Talking, something. Well, oh. it goes back to George Best. In the nineties, I used to do design work for this guy in London. Um, um, he met a guy that um, for his whole career, I, I can't remember the team he worked for, but he was either I don't know, a medic or the sponge man or something like that. And every time they they played, they they he would get given shirts. So he made a syndicate where everyone would. Um, pay so much for all these shirts and he was a Manchester United fan and he had a United the guy who was created the syndicate when I was working for had a Manchester United uh, shirt player's shirt from every year and starting with George Best and he had a George Best shirt the last shirt he ever played in and I think at the time that was worth about 40 or 50 grand um, and he had said he had this guy come round to value the collection and the bloke look, turned up and he was only he's like my, my age this guy and he said he came in looked at the shirt 16. and went like fucking hell um, he said when you opened the door I thought you were full of shit and he said yeah his collection was worth like hundreds of thousands wow um, so I saw the shirts but it didn't mean fuck all to me because I don't like Manchester United mind blowing though if it's the real thing <laughs> I 
I've got a weird, weird thing I still fucking do now, and it is I don't wear them because. But I've got loads of football shirts, and I still buy a football shirt every season. And I literally Villa ones, put, I see. get it. I put it on. Notice that my um, my beer belly <laughs> sticks out on these new skin tight oh, t-shirts. No. I take it off, fold it up, put it away. And the, the sad thing is, like Villa kits at the moment are made by Kappa. They're really nice kits, the Villa kits at the moment, and the colours are classy. You know, claret and blue. Yet uh, every season I buy a shirt and I just look like Can't a piece you get a bigger of one? shit. I used to like people Kevin Smith. say. <laughs> To me, whenever they say to me, why, why did you become a nurse? Why did you go into healthcare? <laughs> I always turn around and say, well, because I really like football. And if there's a war, I won't get called up. So I still stand a chance oh, of playing well, yeah. for England, even as a bloke in his mid-40s, because I'm still, I can still mm-hmm. run about and I can still, like, I could kick a woman. <laughs> if, like, if it came down to me f- playing football against some land girls, I'd be good. Yeah, no problem. Do you know? Do you, you know can't what? Even get a shirt on, let them run around. <laughs> do you know what the actual hidden meaning of the Kappa logo is? No, but I'm sure you're going to tell us. If you cover right. up the heads at the top, it's uh, a whim- uh, It's a woman opening her legs. So I just wanted to say about the football shirts. Like I've I've got, got a similar thing, but mine are actually too big. My mum like I've I've actually Ooh, bought one. I've seen how slim you are. <laughs> Look at That's going to make him feel better. Oh, we're the same. We should swap us. So tight on my body, Chris. Look. When I come to Cambridge, I'm going to try your Aston Villa top. What you should do is when you get to Cambridge, you should both get in a bath and see who blows off and see who laughs. Swap shirts. <laughs> well, we could do that as well. Blows off a little bit. Anything else? Are you done with your show? No, I'm done, sorry. Yeah. Right. Do you want to talk some more football, or well, should we, we talk about? We might do. I mean, this is we might do. Yeah. Well, if you I'll, want I'll, a little, if you want, do a you little... think women football should be paid equally to men? No, no, absolutely not. They no. can't kick a ball properly. They, it's, well, no, that's that's it's a bit hard. That's, they can. Christ. They can, but obviously the they game get the viewing just, they're la- just uh, what they're lacking. Physically, that's not their fault. They're just not physically like as strong. There's certain sports where they're more graceful to watch. I'd say, and or so. The thing is, women's football is actually good to watch. Like they, they are skillful players. They're just equally skillful as men, but they are just where lacking do, where strength. Does, where that's does it. the money come from for male footballers? It comes from the money that they generate. And if women don't generate the same amount of money, they're not going to get no, it. But I mean, I would, right, I would Johnny. rather watch American football, the women's one, where they do it in lingerie. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, Johnny. But did you know that there's something really... Uh, it's something like in the 1930s, there was a women's football team. And again, it's, it came out of the societal well, the the so- well, changes they? that following the First World War. And this women's football team were at least as popular, if not more popular, than men's football teams at the time. And they used to play men's teams and beat them. And they they had like, um, you know, they'd have these huge crowds as well. But the FA, it was something, I don't know why it's in my mind at the moment. It must be to do with like um, 100 years of suffragettes or whatever, you know, and it's one of those anniversaries. But it was of this female football team and the FA wouldn't let them play after a while. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying women shouldn't be. I'm just saying it's about how much money they generate because people just go, oh, footballers shouldn't get paid so much. You go, well, where's the money they generate? Where should that go? Exactly. No, you're spot on there. Where should it go? To the fat cats? Do you um, think that football's better now that you don't have people watching it in the games? Is it better without people there when you watch it on TV or do you prefer to have the crowds? Or do you prefer the crowds? crowds? Well, yeah, the... No one. There's no there's no one for Cantona to kick now, or someone like Cantona. It adds jeopardy as well. You know the amount of times this season where like like Villa personally beating Liverpool seven two at Villa Park with no fans there, 
it seems cruel when we've been so shit for so long. <laughs> and then when we the actually irony. Did, no one can go to watch it. Yeah. If if Aston Villa win a football match and no one cheers, did it really yes. happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, it was on the telly. For me, I don't. To be honest with you, now what you get, I think if it comes to an international game or so, because Arsenal, as I say, I, I I still follow them, but I'm not. I'm not diehard at all. I'll be like, yeah. You I, never buy a shirt. Yeah. I don't buy, I've never bought an Arsenal shirt and any type of shirt. And I and I'm not a sort of ridiculous cunt to cry at the result of a football game. And that I mean, and that goes for international as well. I, I like international football, but we've been shit. We won one once before I was born, way yeah. before, fifteen years before I was born. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, I like that. You that came through very loudly on your track. You said the other uh, day though that you was you said about the you said about football chants. You said that at the England game there were some classic old school football chants, and I, I was in the bath, so I couldn't watch it. Obviously, you can't say what the chants were, but I assume they were what for England or was it England? I thought it was, no, there's one. There's good ones. There's a good one for Arsenal. Um, no, it was this week because you oh, said right. oh, there's some classic. Chants. Oh no, 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 no. It was it was because yeah, that was the thing. What Barry what, back to what Barry was saying mm. about there not being any fans there. So. Yeah, so I'd, I I hadn't seen an international game since the pandemic or whatever. Um, so England were playing Albania, um, and they, they obviously you see them and they all line up to do the national anthem. Usually, when they're crowd singing or there's someone famous singing along with them or whatever, yeah. you can't hear that. You can just vaguely hear them going, "Mother," just vaguely hear their out of tuneness. Oh, but the players. With, yeah, 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 yeah. But with with no one there singing yeah. along at all. It was just them. They just went, yep, cross them, and they're all going for it, going, and then the Albanians went. I was thinking, yeah. I was just busy laughing at the English going, <laughs> the Albanians are coming, yes. the Albanians and then, are coming. And then the Albanians sung theirs, and I was like, oh, fucking hell, you, you made us sound all right, to be yeah. fair. Look. So the, the, you go past the uh, England squad, and they're going, Adidas Predator. Get their, uh, something sponsorships yeah. something <laughs> I noticed about the England team was they were all things... So if you go from like the, all the the starters are all things, and there was one where I did struggle with, but actually it is a thing too. So there's Kane, obviously Kane's are things. Sterling, Mount, <laughs> Rice, Phillips. I thought well, Phillips screwdriver, Walker, screwdriver, yeah, Phillips Stone, screw. Pope, um, Shaw, and Harry Maguire. You know. Um, but also <laughs> Good one. Foden so Foden I was like well that must surely be the only player that isn't a thing but I, I googled like Foden and Fo- there's a plant called Fodemus and it's, that was a drug that was used in the early 1980s um, as a sex drug to attract members of the opposite sex and it's weird that it's a sex drug used that's come from heterosexual isn't um, it wouldn't have Foden <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't Foden be a, a fake Norse god of war? Fo- yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, that was a bit of a yeah. That was quite good. That. Would you say, I, I don't like all trying to do the jokes all the time because it's not, I don't like that. I like the proper chat. But would you say that you. Um, you could do a joke if it's, it's funny, but it's just, would, it's very jarring you don't get if it's not. passionate about, you don't become an angry football supporter, do you? No, no, no. no, no I mean, I'll shout at the TV if England are on, I'll yeah. shout, and Arsenal, to be fair, I that, will shout, I'll get involved in that game and I'll be like, so, right. Because, like, say, for example, you're watching a game 
and you're and this probably more applies to you chris but it can apply to you as well greg yeah. so uh, you can both answer it yeah but you see like some people that get so drawn into football oh, that yeah. when their team lose they'll be screwed for the next like four days yeah, no, yeah they cry oh, yeah. do you they'll cry about do you it. get any of those you see them crying emotions? on tv all the time yeah, yeah. They? they see them crying it's like Especially, our team uh, is it arsenal tv it's like worry <laughs> about what happens when you die mate don't worry fucking about listen to this your fucking team worry about oblivion Listen to this. That's all we're about. What's that? Football, yeah, an yeah. overzealous football and fan. And yeah, the cunts. To the board of a fucking shame up or care. You've let all the fans down. You let all the fans down. You put them people in a fucking kiln and burn them. They're not good to us, the planet, these people. I'm telling you, mate. They just passionate. Barry, do you hang around with anyone like that? No. There's a reason for that. Do I hang around with anyone like that? No. I, I hang around with people who like football. That's the one That's the one thing I like about watching he, football is shouting. Chris, a, do you hang around with anyone like this? Well, I'll just play someone. Tell me if you hang around well, with anyone. Yeah, we know what it sounds like. He may be putting performances in on the pit. Ah, I'm a fit cunt. Which is why I must keep picking him. That's... Just <laughs> oh god, so worth getting angry about. See, I get angry quite easy, uh, but I get angry at people like that. Uh, yeah. Rather than ang- at a football, I think I'm more within my right to get angry at thick cunts like that that have got nothing, nothing Why in their life. Why do a lot of football fans football? say stuff like our boys? They don't say that. Um, they don't. They don't. They do in Eng- They do about uh, England. They do about England. They go, our boys. That's the sun. Our boys Only well, weird camp forty-four-year-old s- men who are just trying to get into football. So that's that. the fucking sun. Do that, don't they? Our boys. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Our boys. Oh, or my men. Well, they, they, they tend to say that about the army. Him. Our boys is oh, more more the think, army, isn't it? I think my men have got to play up the front this week. I think people need sometimes a sense of perspective <laughs> as well. You <laughs> see a lot of the, like the Arsenal men. TV stuff and angry men outside football grounds yeah. and it's something else to detract from their probably pretty fucking boring lives and ugly wives you know so they go yeah. along and they yeah, can see that getting YouTube the game, yeah, no, they? you know yeah, no, but it's, screen, it's so obvious and then go home and but they're watch. making it very obvious they're making it very obvious they've got ugly wives like it's just, I don't, we don't need to you know it's quite obvious you've got an ugly wife that you're oh. that rolled up about <laughs> whatever or maybe he's got a really nice looking wife and she fucks everyone else in the street when he's at football <laughs> it's nice be annoying. Annoying. especially <laughs> yeah, if you lose yeah, maybe, maybe that is it I don't know if you guys saw in the news this week about Paul Gascoigne's son, Regan, because um, he praised his dad for accepting his bisexuality, and I thought that was really good. Gaz has, like, come a long way from masturbating on a train. In front he's only half a Benny, Nick. He's not a proper Benny. He's not full he's Benny. Not f- he's only half a Benny. So you mean it's just a red card? It's just a yellow card? There's no red card. He's sons out, guns out, Raoul Mood. Well... <laughs> Well, I've only ever been to one football match, one actual football match, and that was England versus Montenegro at Wembley. And we had the uh, we had a box. We had um, uh, our own waiter serving us booze. We had a free course meal, and we had a girl coming in, and they actually let us take beer out onto the seats because you're not supposed to normally, but they we put it in coffee cups and that. When we first got there, we went out, and then there's boxes next to us, and some bloke from the next box was wandering about in our bit. And when I walk, walked out, he started giving me a dirty look. I was like, over there, boy, over there. And he went over and sat in his bit. And I think I got my own back, but after about, I think it was 5-0 again, because it was 5-0 the other day, wasn't it, against Montenegro? But it was when I went to watch it as well. So I just sh- started shouting, come on, Spain, all the way through it, and I think that probably annoyed him. Sounds about right. Yep. Yeah. You're allowed to shout at football matches, though, aren't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, all our lot were like, pissing themselves laughing, but the people in the next booth, apparently it looked as if I'd sport it for them. I always find Montenegro yeah. a really odd place, because I know it means, like, Black Mountain or whatever, but it makes you think it's somewhere in South America rather than the Balkans. Yeah, I know, yeah, it's one of them. But, but I always... 
but always have the, the Serbia bit doesn't though so it's like if you if it's Serbia Montenegro that's yeah. what I, always, I always think of it as Serbia Montenegro so it's like the Serbia bit links it to but you're right Montenegro does sound like somewhere in South America <laughs> I think going for your first football match that sort of spoils it because I wouldn't I can't imagine being in the ground I don't know if you two have been to <laughs> I tell you, matches. yeah, I've been. I've only been to Arsenal a couple of times. Hill and seeing them play Saudi Arabia once. <laughs> I've been to Arsenal and Watford. I went to Watford recently, most most recently. I should support them really because I was born in Watford and and they have got a team. And one of my friends, and now my friend who supports Arsenal, but his missus now supports Watford. But I'm not changing teams and now. You like, you like Elton John songs, yeah, Chris? So, yeah, Chris. Uh, I was just going to say. So I took my son to like he's come along to a few games, but we went to watch a match a couple of seasons ago at Villa Park and it was against R- does he wait outside <laughs> does he wait outside uh, he comes inside he comes <laughs> you, cha- you chain him up outside the shop it's cheaper to buy one ticket though Chris <laughs> um, well kids tickets like it, it was brilliant taking him there because I was like I want to give him like the max day experience that I would have wanted when I was little like it- are kids tickets cheap sorry Kids' tickets are they cheap? Are they cheaper than adults? Uh, a little I don't bit. Know. I've never a taken a kid. Bit. Not much though, because you're still taking up the same space. What about if you so, put him in a wheelchair? Do you get to sit at the front? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, if you've got a friend of um, uh, ability, Rose. I don't want to dish your ability. If you've got someone with one of them, Rosie Jones, you're fucking made up. But yeah, no, I took, I took took my son thinking um, I'll give him this experience so like you know, had hot dogs went to the club store you know did all those sort of things walked in there it was still a bit quiet so he then he walked up onto the in once we got in the ground he went out onto the pitch bit just to look at and he was like taken back because I don't think he'd ever been in a space sort of that big yeah. before he was like dad dad I was like it's cool isn't it anyway match going brilliantly then right at the end um, Reading score a goal and my son George jumps up going yeah yeah and I went no sit down (laughs) and he started crying and this bloke behind me went rolled his eyes and went and like he went I know mine do the same and he went but dad you said that anyone scoring a goal is good it's good for football I'm just supporting football aren't I oh bless him and I was like no you don't cheer the opposition mate (laughs) oh no oh god that's bad is that why you put him up for adoption yeah, I've got a different one now. That's, that's weird, like because my my dad, like because he I goes, your son. He goes, he goes to games. So I said my dad doesn't have a team, but he, he just appreciates football. So he does the very same. It, when my my uncle comes over, Ju, uh, Judge Barry, when Judge Barry, who's also called Barry, he comes over. He used to be Barry the barrister, but he's a judge now, so it doesn't work. But yeah, he uh, he, he comes over and he's the same. He's but um, he, he likes football. They just like watching men running around. He likes football. Yeah, they just like watching. <laughs> Grown strong men running around. <laughs> Look at the uh, thighs on that one. But um, yeah, so they'll just go and watch a Chelsea and whoever game. Like they'll just go and see whatever game's on, and then and just cheer the football. We we'll say they're not they're not supporting either team necessarily. So yeah, there's nothing wrong Come with doing on, that. Come on, the winners. I think I think that was that was a mean thing to do. To you. <laughs> no, it's. I yeah, felt bad. That's I the thing. As he grows up, he'll he'll learn that and be like, oh, but but that's you shouldn't take that that innocence away from a child. I don't think support. I'm just supporting football, Dad. That's a nice uh, thing, but it will, it will, he'll take it out of himself, to be fair. No, that. Well, the, the problem was... One, just one thing I forgot to say about when we went to add the Wembley box was we had bottomless beer, unlimited beers and the guy let me vape, which I don't think either of those things you would normally get if you went to a premiership, premiership match, would you? Mm. <laughs> Probably not. No. no. So, yeah, I think, I've, I think that's sport football for me. Well, that's why people what, take drugs. 
Yeah, being out for the first time going there, being in a box, having a free course meal, being out of vape and having loads oh, of being beer. Oh, being out of vape, sorry. Yeah, I don't think you go in there. Yeah, yeah. And also, I've been to I've been to fields and that, so I've been to quite big places, unlike um, Chris's son. Yeah, no, I, when I first went to Emirates, that was <laughs> the first, very first game I've ever been to, and I went to the Emirates, so that was quite good. Oh, it was quite a, quite a good first game to go to. That's probably the first time uh, Chris let his son out of the house, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, the first time out of the basement. This is big, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you, Papa. First time we see <laughs> Sky. And then he went straight what, back blue? in the basement. Why ceiling so high, Papa? <laughs> and then I just left them at football. I left them at the football ground. I could just blend into the other. You people. can only come out to watch this. And they, then you're going back in they again. They don't have ceilings at very many football grounds today. So no. let's. Uh, well, they do above, not above you, and not above the pitch. I think yeah, it, yeah. I'll tell you what. This was going absolutely swimmingly, and it was lovely to speak to Peter, and it's lovely to have this chat about football. But I think we need to do something uh, really special now. So I've got a great idea. We'll cue the Game of Thrones music right now. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read out footballers as Game of Thrones characters. And the first thing that springs into your minds, if you want to do an impression of them, because I don't know many footballers or Game of Thrones characters, if you can't think of anything, stay silent. If you can think of something, say, my lord, or do an impression of that footballer as a Game of Thrones character. Sounds and complicated. That'll be Game of Thrones. It's probably very complicated, but I don't know more. So let's begin. So, Roy Keane as the Hound. I'm really keen Good or bad? to be sure. <laughs> Ricky, I'm the hound. hound. I'm the I'm the hound, and uh, if if you got a thumbs up from from Brian, then then you knew you're doing well. Very good. <laughs> Darren Anderton as Prince Joffrey. <laughs> he's just posh. He's just, that's how I put him because he's oh. like, he was known as being quite posh. Chris, no, nothing. You got anything? I was to I was going to say he'd probably turn up with a sick note to get excused from his mum. And he's known as sick note. Alex Ferguson as Tywin Lannister. Generic sweaty accent. Hey, well, I got a little wee hard play up front. Blah, 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 blah. Not bad. <laughs> Messi is Tyrion. Tyrion. You're Spanish. You can do Messi. Yeah, Spanish. Just that, like, Game of Thrones. Okay. Mm. Posh and Bex is Jamie and Cersei. That's a good one. Definitely Posh and Bex is Jamie and Cersei. Yeah. You're only me half, sister. I found out we've got the same dad from Essex. I'll go on, let's, let's have a bunk up. I'll go on then. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, let's, yeah. Let's do it on Take, Take me from behind on Romeo's grave. Marcus Rashford as Jon Snow. That's great. That's, that's, that's a Feed good one. Feed those kids. <laughs> that's a good one. These wildlings Sick. need feeding. But I can do this one. Peter Crouch as the mountain. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's me, Peter Crouch. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. Have you seen my missus? <laughs> oh, right. So. You should listen to my podcast. People think I'm, not, I'm good at self-deprecation. What, what would you be if you weren't a footballer? A virgin. Yeah. You've heard oh, that sorry. one, have you? Yeah, <laughs> sorry, that's your best one, mate. Oh, yeah, yeah. Robbie Williams. Oh, no. Yeah, bitter. Very bitter. <laughs> so, uh, in the story, I think the Wildlings are Celtics and Rangers players. Uh, play on the old story about the Celtics and Rangers wanting to join the Premier League, but the English clubs don't want them. The old nice. classic, yeah? That's what the Game of Thrones is. You know nothing, John Snow. What Peter Beards did is Bran Stark. Theon Greyjoy is Stephen Theon Greyjoy is Stephen Gerrard. Hey, you know, I don't, don't have any championships or ghoulies, but that's all right with me, you know. I do, there's uh, much more well to my game than just having sex. I put this trophy where my cock used to be. Razor I've got a trophy cock now. Razor Look, Ruddock, Hodor. Champions League. Razor Ruddock as Hodor. 
That's just perfect. <laughs> how do? How do? How do? Gary Lineker is White Walker's crisps. <laughs> Crunching oh. along the. Oh, Gabby Logan as Catelyn Stark. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't think of a woman in football. Is it Catelyn or Caitlin? Bobby Charlton as. Oh. Um, uh, the bear? Uh, the, the, the old man on the wall? The old bear. We should have. Yeah. Should have looked more into Game of Thrones and football. <laughs> So let's begin the scene then. So we know we've oh got God. all the characters. Oh, I think that's enough for now. I think what that... So I know that Dan doesn't like the improvs, and that's fine. I'll take that on the chin. And I feel a little bit better. So that's oh. it. All improvs are done. They're all finished. Yeah. That's Just it. natural It's an art. We're artists. We're artists. I think we should And do... all artists have to pro- produce art. I think what we should do at the end of like this episode and all most episodes is, as you say, because we, we said we wanted to talk about a particular show, but then we don't want to ruin it at the same time. So, uh, for you guys, we can't. We could talk about the show without ruining it. But what we should, could do is our recommendations. Yeah, recommendations for the week. Because uh, then we can get yeah. people to watch it, and then ruin. And yes. then we say, look, yeah. we're going to ruin, ruin it next it. week, and then we Completely don't feel bad. Just about say, it. No, at the end, this yeah, yeah. is what we're going to be watching before next week. Yes, that gets people listening yeah, yeah. to the so, end to hear what that is exactly and yeah. plus it gives us a thing for the next week so you get that group mentality yeah. that people are like oh yeah exactly so I'm going to I'm going to big it up now I'm going to say Invincible. Invincible I already put it on Barry bigged it up to me he was like you've got to check it out and when Barry says that I, I always check whatever it is out but yeah it turns out he was he was dead right this and time I'm right it's a banger so I, che- I checked I loaded it up on Prime on my phone it said 9.0 on IMDB and I was like fucking hell it must but then it went. I looked on the place that on the TV downstairs is eight point seven. But so I don't know why it's a different on my phone. Anyway, that's a high score. That's a high score on IMDb, and it's uh, yeah, and it's a must watch from me. So yeah, it's a must watch. If you guys watch it, but yeah, it's a cartoon. As you say, it looks like a Saturday morning superhero cartoon. But it's uh, not. But it's not. It's an eighteen, and all I can say is yeah. And you'll know why at the end of the first episode because to begin with, you're like yeah, you're like okay. Yeah. The, the humor's there. The the the, the like the story and everything that you can see. Oh yeah, it's got quite a, sort of adult themes running through it, but there's not no, nothing particularly like eighteen in it. And then the end happens. You're like, whoa, okay. I guarantee, if you watch the first episode, you won't. You'll you'll watch the second yeah. one. And, and like away. you said, it's got a lot of other stuff mixed in, like yeah. the boys. Yes, it's got yeah, Punchman, yeah. Watchmen. That's it's super. It's that bits sort of, of everything. That, yeah, that, that like, sort of superhero universes where. Where superheroes, where it's, it's common, it's common knowledge that superheroes yeah. are about, and there's lots of them about, and da da da, and all the things that go with the ins and outs that go with that, the ad, the admin yeah, that goes yeah. with that. Basically, it's quite, it's got, it's, it's like that. But yeah, anyway, watch it, and then we'll talk about it properly yeah. uh, next week. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. Invincible, great uh, show. Mm. Have you watched anything else good this week that you can think of? Uh, I, like things. I said, yeah, I watched that thing again with um, the two. Hipster boys and uh, the two, two hipster, hipster boys, boys who do the gardens. And oh, Charlie, oh, yeah, Charlie yeah, yeah, yeah. And I watched yeah, that again this week. Over the fence at the um, that was that's good. If they didn't do the thing from behind the from behind a fence or a wall, it was behind a bush. Um, it was her again <laughs> though that was doing that because they won. Um, yeah, it's pretty generic. Um, can I just say, Chris, you know we were talking about the, the that show last week, the do 'em up thing, yes. Alan Carr. 
Interior design. Yeah, interior design. Yeah, yeah. So because I was listening to it back, I was talking about it, and I didn't get any of the because I only watched twenty five minutes of it. Yeah. And uh, and I didn't get the points out that I fucking really wanted to make about it. But um, but I did just think of something though about that those shows because basically you're, you're talking DIY shows again. You, you obviously like your DIY shows, and we talked about um, Homes Under the Hammer before. Yeah. You know how they do the wipe bit. I, I love the wipe the zoo when it shows you what it looks like. Oh, wait, yeah. When it does the zoo and, uh, and it shows you what it looked, how shit it was, and then what they've done with it. I think they needed that in the one your program because yeah. just just to show, even though yeah, just to show the house completely blank, like just quickly, and then and then go zoo and show what they've done with it, rather than just show that what they've done with it. If you know what I mean, I don't know. If I felt it needed a homes under the hammer zoom to make it all yeah, pop yeah. more. You know what I mean? They show it in sepia, don't they? Like a really <laughs> yeah. And then bring well, it all like yellowy yeah. piss walls. Oh, what, what they, what in they... most of those programs, oh, they right. show it like a yellowy sort of office. Do they? Yeah, they never show it like... It doesn't look nice as it does when it's new. They always show it in some weird kind of colour. Oh, well, on, on, sorry, on Homes Under the Hammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they make it look even more shitter yeah. than it was. Maybe. I think that's my worst programme, Homes Under the Hammer. I really no, do I enjoy watching that programme. I just find it just tedious and boring. Oh, Dion Dublin's on it. You must love it. Same shit all the time. Dion oh. Dublin's amazing on it. Well, yeah, continue. As you might want to look that far, I wouldn't keep that person either. You might want to look that far. That's not a very good Dion Dublin. I think uh, Johnny's <laughs> back now because he didn't want to do the improv and he was sulking, but now he's... Uh, no, I wasn't sulking. No, he I, was, I was clearing out the back room. Like now he's desperate for something so to say. the studio. Go on no, then, Johnny. Say what you got to say. Do you want no, to talk about talk, Satan? If you, no, I ain't talking about Satan. That's oh. little Nas X and his so, poisonous blood trainers. Yeah, no one cares about him. But I did. I watched all the shit programs. I watched Ant and Dex. Um, is it Saturday Night Takeaway? Oh, this is going to be good. Go on. Ooh, yeah. I noticed they they gave they're just giving away holidays left, right, and centre. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They must have given about 10 yes, at 10 different oh, people. Oh, sorry, holidays. you can't cash it in. You can't go away at the moment. Yeah. Oh, we'll take that back. Never mind. Okay, next week, roll over. obviously getting given free holidays to make people think, oh, soon we'll be able to go on holiday. Better book up. <laughs> and it's like, mm, yeah. Yeah, it's out of order. Have a holiday. You can't go on. There's a lot of um, famous double acts like that, and Aaron Deck get the crown. But do you remember Dick and Dom and Sam and Mark? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dick and Dom in the bungalow. Chaz and Dave. Uh, Trevor, Trevor and Simon Tre- Trevor and Simon are the best uh, best double act like that because they, they crossed over didn't they because they did they went around doing uni gigs and stuff didn't they after doing they did what Frankie uh, Howard going did live in the 90s where they sort of rebranded themselves yeah, yeah. as adult yeah but they, they always they always kind of were though weren't they they, they always had that sort of yeah, the next, edge to them. yeah you thought edge, that when yeah. you were 10 yeah exactly yeah you knew they were edgy when you were 10 like yeah I'll tell you who is, edgy. who is creeping back under the, uh, Simon, under the underneath the cancel front door like a dirty smell. Dapper laugh seems to be oh, making a comeback. Oh yeah, yeah. Awful. Like people keep putting videos of him up, and I keep oh, seeing him on street. This is this is why I can't go back He's to probably on, on site. This is why I can't go because to the sort of people you work with, because even the ones who are considered quite like with it and quite like hip and funny, yeah, yeah. they'll share dapper laughs. Videos of you, and you're like, one oh, of the little kid where he's trying to talk street, yeah. And then there's some other ones that a are couple like, of them are actually quite fun, like, quite, yeah, you can't, quite you funny, can't let it, it's, it's like, insidious, yeah, yeah, like, like, well observed. He says a bit of a couple of bits that are quite good, yeah, like, oh, yeah, when you're going down, you when you've done a bit of Charlie, and you go, you get a couple of hookers in, and then it's a bit, it's not funny, that's one of his old fine like, ones, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he pretends to be a kid selling sweets, oh, right, yeah, 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 yeah,
no, because the point of that well, is, I, well, then again, I brought up Harry Redknapp and I hate him. But you know, sometimes you know when you hate someone so much, well, you need to talk about and it, and then you talk about it. You think, why am I actually yeah. talking about it? Because I'm actually you yeah. I, I talk talk about someone I hate. What do I do? All the time? I'm angry all the time. Adding to him, yeah. Oh, like, that's why I have to do that. That's, that's why oh, I know. I've done it on the podcast. Yeah, before. but he seems to be doing it where it's it's obviously <laughs> him, but it's, he's doing it under another guise. He's changed his face and he's doing all that stuff, and it's the same sort of low humour. But I've just noticed he seems to be like seeping back in, so I don't. Yeah, no, I, I, I noticed his videos were being circled. Like, it's like uh, the other up. day I saw that guy on. Uh, I accidentally, you know, when you see something and you think, I wish I hadn't have seen it, and I feel sick now. There's this footballer, you know who he is, Johnny, I can describe him because you know all the YouTube drama. And he's one of these guys that did on the celebrity football thing, and there was all the uh, big stuff. And he's yeah, freestylers, cars, he does like, yeah, pick-ups. yeah, yeah, the light skinned black guy, and there was a white guy. Yeah, yeah, him. yeah, free, yeah he's in the freestylers. Yeah, but oh, I know, yeah, yeah, and it came up on footballers. Dig, yeah. and it, like, I was reading some dig articles, it had a clip of his TikTok, and I clicked on his TikToks, and he's making all these like short, supposedly like funny comedy videos, and they're like just eye scratching out. Like, you, for me, watching it, oh, right, sorry, is, I thought you meant his videos you want to rip your like, eyes out. It's like snuff, and it's one of those things, why did I look at this? Why did I look at it? It's horrible, horrible. So, yeah, I don't like, I don't like when you see stuff that you don't want to see it's just like when people come across this podcast really and start listening to it was like, did you watch the one that Crow shared the other, like the ball I haven't looked at it yet yeah. so I was just wondering whether you'd actually watched it because they, they, when they were going do not watch this oh seriously no, do not watch, watch this I so, so I didn't no. So I didn't. Well, no, because I was thinking I was just about to have breakfast, and I said like, "Now nah, I'm about, I'm now nah, I'm about to have my breakfast." But I didn't actually watch it. But uh, to be fair, those videos they stick with me, man. Like, they really do. Like, like I always get one on a Friday. I remember before was it was it Duck or someone who shared it? Like, well, I, I think, Duck, I think Duck used to be on the group, didn't he? And well, and he shared and he used to share someone. It was someone on a Friday used to be on our fucking WhatsApp group and would share one of those on a Friday. It was Duck. And it was like something fucking like someone getting their head eaten by a tiger or lovely, getting electrocuted or set on fire, oh, whatever, wonderful. falling from a height. Yeah, and mm. but you, you just can't help yourself. You just go mm. like, oh, go on, oh, go on then. Yeah, and I every can't. time I do it, and then oh. I'm like, oh. And, then, and for the whole weekend, it will stick with I'll be like, oh, well, I don't get it Crow specifically said, don't watch it, so yeah, I didn't. So, yeah, and then Dom said, but why, don't, why don't, post something and, and say, then, don't watch it? And then Dom said, don't stay in stupid social media, so I left yeah. the group. Bye. Best advice you've ever given me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I watched a great film anyway but that's good stuff I watched a great film and you watched a great film called uh, is another one you might want to watch in the week called 90s Kid do you remember that? oh yeah th- yeah yeah it's oh, really, oh, yes. really yeah, that's good yeah, that's documentary no, 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 documentary. No, no. That's mid nineties. Oh, okay. You're thinking documentary. She's filmed this herself. Is documentary. So she she went out with a guy from House of name? Pain. Tell us what I forgot what her fucking name is. Oh, it's fucking Brewster. Uh, Punky Brewster. Punky Brewster. She played Punky Brewster, which is an eighties show. You've probably heard of that in um in America. Was it eighties? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she was so she was a kid, old. yeah. She's like a little kid, little like little girl who I don't know, little seven Max years Scalion old, who went around doing old. stuff. Yeah, I don't know because I, I never saw the show. It's one of them shows that you've heard of. I've heard of her her character. Few but I've seasons. Not, I've not seen it, but yeah, she played her. But so the girl who played Punky Brewster, her growing up, uh, she grew up and got massive tits. And like, yeah, well, it's not really about that. No, 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 so no, no, no I just, that's, I just, just remember. Like, that I, was, I wasn't really going to say that. One yeah, well, no, because it's an interesting point because we were going to talk about this. Yeah, I was just going to say she filmed everything she ever did. She, she did. So yeah. not that she's got. I was going to make the point. <laughs> yeah. She's got massive. The main tits. point of the film is that she's filmed everything. Gonna, oh, you're going to say that? Yeah, yeah. she's filmed everything from when she was like. From, yeah, from, basically. Yeah, from. Well, from. So when Punky she was Brewster. in Punky Brewster, yeah, she filmed everything she ever did on like VHS tapes yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 
and then this whole documentary is about her getting those tapes out and the diaries she wrote and then going through them all again but when she goes through them all again you see everybody from the 90s like obviously she's hanging around with all of them yeah. so I can't remember John the guy the, Green, the guy Sequest who killed himself yeah, so yeah. Low, about six or seven of them hang themselves got AIDS. loads of uh, yeah so Stephen Dorff's brother yeah. um, and then some, some guys from kids yeah, yeah. kids like, yeah, two of the actors from kids so, yeah, so like loads of people she hung out with like and died she, and uh, she went out with the guy from House of Pain yeah yeah the guy when he wrote that song John Brown yeah yeah, yeah. everyone loved like, everyone Brown. was like she was with him when that song first John went. Brown you know that song you remember that yeah, John yeah, Brown yeah, yeah. get up get up and get down John she, Brown she was with him when that song went massive mainstream <laughs> and then basically she, she goes back and sees him again after like now yeah. I think she visits all these people now so yeah great film it's called 90s yeah, it's good. Yeah. She catches, yeah she catches up with mate from House of Pain and there you go yeah, yeah it was really it was really what he said it's, yeah, it's definitely worth watching and it, but it smacks of like it just if you were alive at the round of that time obviously the music and everything that's played it's it's quite it's very poignant as well obviously knowing that some of the people died um, that are friends it's, re- it's just really well yeah. made and it's just it's just interesting that she's she, she's documented everything oh, she like, lost her virginity to Charlie was, Sheen as well yeah yeah it would she appear wow. yeah because it's like wow. oh, who's the yeah it's quite confusing the timelines because we're trying to when you're watching it you're like who's she going out with now because it's like okay who, you're trying to work out who she lost her virginity to for the whole way through and also she did grow massive tits when she was like 13 and then they were like she instantly went from being a child actor so that she was just playing this nice little child as soon as she was 13 had massive tits they're like right you're playing a slut now you're playing a teenage slut and they're like but I'm only 13 and like, I don't care your tits are so different and like, saved yes. by the bell crew on there <laughs> yeah yeah well. oh yeah fucking Zach. he talks about how he Paul. got have act the main guy at saving the bell Mark like, Paul Gosler yeah, or whatever, yeah. acting and how it was insidious and all this stuff. Oh, yeah yeah no yeah it's, it's really interesting as, as you Screech is dead it's very yeah, and now Screech is dead as well. She killed him as, t- as well. You can, Seems you like can you don't want to know her. You can, be a, you can be a virgin, a whore, or an old lady. It's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that was her choices as soon as she turned 13. Oh, next week bangers. on the podcast, hopefully we've got an interview with John Aitken from Married at First Sight. I'm trying to arrange that like a That is definitely going to happen. That is going to be good. You need, but, to, uh, Barry, Chris, you need to break down your I've walls. got an idea for you to suggest to your producer friend for a great show oh. on TV. It's called First Dates Movies. You get two people who've never met before, they make each one watch a movie, and then they talk about the movies after. That would be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> Do you think? Because you could... I No? I, I'm okay. not a fan of the first date premise anyway. Oh. No, Barry can fuck off with that shit. It's gay, <laughs> and he's gay. I've and got, say that. I've got a TV. I've got a TV. Married at first sight is the gayest thing in the world. I've got well, a not t- gay as in homosexual, as in like lame shit. Uh, like, that's you know. what you think. Of. I've got a, a TV pitch for you, Chris. What do you think of this one? It's a new Channel Four reality TV show. Um, it's, I've just got the name at the moment. We'll have to work it out some. See if you can come up with something for it. It's called The Circle Jerk. They were laughing when they made that programme, The Circle, weren't they? Because they made that before lockdown and before anything happened. Yeah. It was basically a show about people yeah, 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 yeah. talking perfect. to each other on the internet. They created It's pan- like they predicted they the fucked pandemic. The pandemic. <laughs> it's like they wanted it someone to happen. From, someone from The Circle fucked the pandemic. Because it's such a shit show. So they show even more popular. Chips, yeah. They realised the show wasn't that popular. Like, I know, what if it's the only show that they can fucking make? And it's like... And they built it up so much because it's the only show they could have like oh yeah it's coming back and it's like no one cares man do you think Covid's real yeah of course I do Uh. have you got any dark secrets you want to talk about I haven't got a dark secret but I had something well dark secret programmes or anything well well, no no no. I was was thinking about you know I said the other week about the conspiracy (laughs) and then you know the thing to sort of um, get the public against the NHS staff that's hence the 
the leak about the the pay rise and all that sort of stuff. That boring topic I went on about for ages. Um, I was thinking this last week. I noticed there was a bit about people people in the health service being the biggest tax dodgers. Saw that in a newspaper article. I thought, is that still that surreptitious drip drip to sort of change the minds of people, or is it just oh, paranoia? I, I don't know. It's a bit like all those stories you see about Mark Labatt losing weight, but then when you actually see him, it's like he hasn't actually lost no. any weight. Oh, and he's lost ten stone. I, did you see? I, I shared a video, a little clip of that on our group because uh, he was going to be on Loose Women. And it said Mark Labatt, and he's on the show at one o'clock. And I shared it with you guys because I thought, oh, we can all watch that and see whether what weight he's lost or whatever. But I totally forgot. I shared it, and everything. I did I was see. Like, a oh, clip did you watch of it? it? Yeah, he hadn't actually lost. That's no, what he, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, he, yeah, he just lost weight. It's just he's that fucking fat that you just don't know. It's just he's gonna beat the chaser, and he looked massive. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's one of it's one of the ones where he's lost 15 stone, but because he was 60 stone and he's now 45 stone, you don't notice. Well, doctors say he's got a flesh-eating disease and he could die in the next 50 years. That was what Bradley Walsh said about him the other day. <laughs> One of the... Uh, it's funny, there's, you know that, 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 that fucking clickbait shit, the same thing that LeBet yeah, yeah. comes up on for the thing? Every, t- every day there's someone about Bradley Walsh and the chasers like, <laughs> falling out or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, fa- yeah, yeah. Falling out and going, Brad, like, do, like, don't uh, destroy fuming at Bradley after slur about... So you're like, what's this? What's and he done? Nothing, like, and then you look it up and, and it's nothing. And it's always like, <laughs> And then they all chuckled afterwards. And it's just... They're basically just talking about yeah. the banter, a bit of banter they've done. Chasers do I think, I think the last one, believe uh, this one contestant said yeah, exactly. the last one was Bradley said a uh, fact that they didn't know and he said I should be up there with you and then the Dark Destroyer said no I don't like you and they said oh it's a rift what about the because um, that <laughs> yeah. isn't it Paul Sinar he's not going to be on Beat the Chasers anymore oh, is he I was going to say oh, yeah. yes, the menace I was going to say send our regards to the cinema oh is it oh, yeah, he's, he he's too yeah, shaky he's, his illness, he can't. Um, yeah, because I noticed anymore. he was like on the ch- on the chase. They replace him with the other guy. Then. On yeah, the, the normal chase, he was like holding his hands. Uh, well, I shouldn't talk about the sex criminal. Oh, to be honest, but yeah, bless him. Yeah, that's fucking. Te- oh, that's, well, it's a horrible disease. He's holding his hands like a sex criminal. No, so I, I mean it's bit. like because someone said like he looked funny when he was walking on, and his hand was funny, but it's probably oh, not well. But it's probably to stop his shaking. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. saying he probably twisted it like that to stop it from shaking or something. So yeah, poor cunt. Bless him. I like him. He's my yeah. favourite chaser. Mm. <clears throat> he's funny as well. Well, he's a comedian, he's a stand-up yeah. comedian as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And Doctor. He's yeah. earnest, yeah. he's nice. <laughs> he's a nice yeah. man. And there's not enough of them around, yeah. is there? Hey, there's not. guys. So, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I'll do yeah, on this podcast, man. Hey. Uh, Alexander Armstrong, he comes across as a nice man. Watched the programme oh, about him. Oh, things, yeah. Um, with people talking, bigging him up. And, uh, yeah, he seems Jim like Jim Davidson, really nice he bloke. comes across as a nice <laughs> guy. He tried to chat my auntie Did up he? once. And sleep with her, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm in Amsterdam yeah. we, years ago, talking over a light district with some young girl. Yeah. Bradley Walsh? No, Jim, Jim Davidson. Davidson. Oh. Yeah. Pissed, pissed and stumbling. That, that was funny. Within about a year, we saw Jim Davidson in Amsterdam and um, Jimmy Savile in the hospital. In some yeah. hospital. And connection? Oh, that's what we're talking about, line of duty. Uh, Jimmy Savile oh. reminds me. You want, you want to tell your line of duty yeah, story? Yeah, it's a rec- another recommendation, Mike. Do you want to tell the line of duty story, though, about... Oh, no, you can tell it. Okay, tell I'll it. tell Greg's line of duty story. So <laughs> but I went, I'll, I went, I'll add to it after. I went round and Greg was watching line of duty, <laughs> and he said, oh, 
look out this is really good this um, season 6 because what they're doing is they're showing like a flashback of some of the older stuff yes. the bits you missed out on <laughs> and what they've done is they've de-aged all the characters so it's actually they've done a really good job of it because you, they actually look good normally when they de-age people like the Irishman and stuff like that it doesn't look that good but on this it looks well good they actually do look their younger ages and it's filling in all the gaps of some of the stuff you missed in this new season so it's clever how they've gone back so I was like oh that sounds good I've never really watched Line of Duty I haven't seen it I see Greg again like 40 minutes later and he goes oh yeah I watched 40 minutes of that and then I realised I was watching season 1 episode 1 the iPlayer had accidentally started that episode <laughs> and then I realised that I'd already <laughs> the thing is right I'd only I'd, I'd watched I'd watched I started I started on like episode 2 or 3 I think of season 1 so I've watched I've watched all of Line of Duty so I'm like a not a Line of Duty head but like I have, well, I've watched them. I've watched them all, but obviously I hadn't watched the very first episode. The thing is, on BBC iPlayer, there's that the thing where it goes to the season. It's not laid out the same as Netflix. Netflix and Prime. Netflix is laid out really well. It's like unmistakable which episode you're yes. playing. I think. But with iPlayer, you you go like season six. Okay, play now. And then if you don't go down to the season six, six thing, especially, and then go over to the have episode, have you not had enough time in lockdown to work out how to use iPlayer? <laughs> I haven't, to be fair, I haven't watched that much stuff on iPlayer yet. So and then it started playing. But yeah, how I did not grasp the fact because the weird thing is, I thought because Lenny James is in it, obviously, because he's the guy who's in the first one. But I thought that, but there were some characters that obviously appeared later on. But I forgot about them being in the earlier episodes, and I thought. I thought, oh right, I thought it was a beginning scene about how they all came together at the beginning. It was like, no, they were all together in the beginning. So it was actually quite clever in the fact. So it was good me going back to watch that because I hadn't seen it. And uh, but anyway, my mum, yeah, wanted I totally the, missed. My mum wanted uh, BBC. I my mum wanted me to get her some BBC, so I set her up with the iPlayer. <laughs> she meant something else, though, didn't she, Barry? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 you know <him. laughs> Uh, yeah, so yeah, Line of Duty anyway, but I started watching, so I did actually start watching season six. So season six, they always have a famous person, like, of their uh, actor of the, their generation. Lee Evans. Uh, yeah, Lee Evans maybe in it. So in the first season, you had Lenny James. Second season was Keely Hawes, I think. Third season... Are they all the guilty ones? Was, yeah. Are they always the yeah, guilty ones? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you don't really need to work it out. No, no, yeah, no, yeah, you yeah, know usually, the person they're bringing No, no, in. But, it's, it, but there's usually a bit of great, there's usually a bit of nuance there. Like I say, they're not all, they're not all bad sometimes. Some of them are worse than others. Some of them are more guilty than others. And some of them tie into a bigger picture, apparently. Like, yeah, I say there's lots of. So you've got Lenny James, Keely Horse, Tandy Newton, uh, Danny Mays. He was in the paedophile one, the paedophile scandal one. The reason I mentioned that is because Jimmy Savile's cropped up. So they're actually using Jimmy, like uh, using his name now in dramas. Like so, like so in the in this in this thing, the latest, there's right? a cop. So it's it's uh, Kelly, um, Kelly 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 McDonald from, from Train Spotting and Broad, Boardwalk Empire and yeah. blah, blah, blah. So she's she's guilty. She's, she looks she's absolutely guilty from the, the first episode. It makes her be guilty. But I reckon she's not. Then. No. So yeah, there's more to it because there's the scenes of her crying in a car and going like ah and frustrated with herself about something. So she's de- it's way too obvious. A bit like well no to be fair than the other no I don't want to talk about that. But like in Invincible, like he's like he's don't like, talk yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, no, we won't talk about that. Um, but yeah, so Kelly McDonald, she's in the latest one, uh, and she seems really guilty, blah blah. But the, the the pedo thing. So there's an earlier one, the one with Danny Mays. He played a, a copper who's earlier he got nonced by football, beat by football thing, football pl- uh, manager or whatever. Like, and nice call, and then football. yeah, exactly. 
And then football special. And then one of the coppers. The whole thing of line of duty is their AC12, the anti-corruption, and they're they're investigating other coppers. That's why I think it appeals to a lot of people because it's like, yeah, coppers getting fucking other coppers and dirty coppers. It'd be cool to be one for a day, like a training day or whatever. Like, yeah, I'm king, but you wouldn't actually want to be one. No one likes them. Like, dirty cop. They always end up dead. They they always end up getting killed. Think of a storyline where they kill a girl. You know, they get away with loads of shit. They get away with way more than a criminal does for ages. Like, they live the highest life ever, but then they always end up dead. But anyway, we think. Uh, what is the point? Yeah. Anyway, so they're always in, they're trying to investigate all this, but there's a big scandal. So the cops, the dirty cops, go way up the ladder. So in the what that episode, the one, the series of Daniel Mays, they get this copper who's in this pedo ring, uh, and is part of it. And it turns out, so now that G- the Jimmy Savile thing came out, and I think in the latest season, they're like, so it turns out, and they've got pictures of like Jimmy Savile, like like superimposed into like. Oh. You know I mean? So they bring in Jimmy, like Jimmy Savile's James like Seville. it's weird how they brought him into, into drama well, he's, as well. he's a face like, isn't he no face. one's fighting yeah. his corner <laughs> but like <laughs> exactly yeah I watched Kate Garraway um, and Derek the ITV show back on Tuesday oh, yeah. what was that uh, like Kate Garraway well it seems like Kate Garraway and Ben Shepard are having a, an affair <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird because there's a, there's a segment in that show where Kate, Gar- Kate Garraway always talks about how Ben Shepard's her best friend and he's so supportive and he'll do anything for her and there's a bit where she gets a text on a bridge and she doesn't tell the woman who it's from and she goes oh no, there's something hole. weird where she says something like oh that's just a special friend who's coming around later to uh, sort me out and doesn't say <laughs> nothing about anything oh who then well, it must be Ben Shepard then so every cloud eh Kate the thing is if, <laughs> if you watch Tipping Point you can always tell which one of the contestants Ben's going to fuck in the green room afterwards <laughs> Because he has diff- it's obviously hot and co- he runs hot and cold with yeah. the contestants, doesn't he? He likes he, he does love a hug. He does hug some way more than others. I'm sort I'm sort of uh, done this week, but you got something you want to talk well, about? Well, there was there, a little Johnny, a little, sc- little Chris, headphone maybe. scandal happened this week. Um, I want to mention no names. Greg and I, <laughs> this is, this is Greg and I bought the uh, got the same headphones there. What are they called? One Audio. This is a line of duty m- moment, let's say. And these uh, these type of headphones come with a lead with one end's a 6.5 <laughs> and one end's a 3.5. So on the headphones, you can plug them in either, either side. So you can have a 3.5, so you've got a 6.5 on the other end, which would be useful for going into our mixer. Or you can put in the 6.5 in the headphones and use a 3.5 in, in um, a smaller listening device. So uh, I, uh, mine was coming later on that day. In the morning, I got a picture of the headphones and I'll just read out the messages that Greg sent me useless shit cunt pieces of fuck <laughs> pieces no, of fuck no 3.5 jack should have got the sure ones not the jippo johnny ones <laughs> and I put no no I think we know what you meant I put it's got a 3.5 jack you can use either end can't you yeah that's not the point that means I have to use one of my adapters and I said if you put the smaller jack in the headphones you have a 3.5 jack on the other end yeah. Sorry, I should have had 6.5. I got those so I could plug them straight in. They should have both jacks. If they didn't have adapters, I'd be fucked. I said, does the cable not have a mini jack on one end and a larger on the other? That's I'm not go- the point. I go, I'm not going to pretend I don't I don't. when I get angry with that. He was so livid that didn't, I didn't understand that. Oh, let me read the limits. Yeah, you said, I'm going to pretend I don't when I get angry with Amazon. Yeah, I'm going to pretend I don't when I get oh, angry with Amazon. And he said, Bezos yeah. owes me a billion <laughs> stupid big-headed cunt. Anyway, Bezos owes me a billion. Because I'll send them cunt. back if they don't. He goes, the, the gold bit's fallen out of the little end. So mine turned up, and I got them, and I went, oh shit, mine look the same as his, and then proceeded just to plug it in perfectly. <laughs> and then 
I rang him up and I said, it just goes in. No, it doesn't. I said, see where the, see where the, um, the mini jack's a bit smaller? If you just push that in. Oh, yeah, that's good. And also, the rubber thing is shaped a certain <laughs> yeah, way. There's a little so groove that, yeah, that goes so in. Goes yeah, in. I didn't yeah, see yeah. that. So I was just like, ugh. Yeah. And then, like, blind, like, and also, but the no thing apology, is, the, no, no nothing. Sh- the thing is, the. Sorry, Johnny. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the six and a half mil jack bit, right, has a, it's got a gold bit inside it, and you can see to plug into it. The other side didn't have a gold bit in it, so it did look like the gold bit had, had, fallen, had fallen out. It's equipment. So, yeah. I think the. Yeah, it was me being a spaz. There's a design reason for that as well, because the smaller jack would just fall out I was just testing Johnny this is no, like the podcast is like something out of an episode of Creep Show where the equipment's cursed and the more you use it the, the it's worse it's not the equipment's get. fine now we've had a good we've had a good conversation but today I, I did say I did well, see yeah. my favourite lands- <laughs> I did see my favourite landscaping firm ever called Roots Manoeuvre that's good oh that's good Yeah, that's, that's very good are we all going to say goodbye now I wish I had a landscaping firm and I'd go back in time and use that name are we going to say goodbye yeah we can do we yeah. can do finish with a little unless Chris you got to finish is everyone to finish I wanted to do another I wanted to do a recommendation for Chris cause yeah I, go on because I think cause you, like, you like homework so we can talk about shit because everyone liked our terror review so we've got Invincible everyone loved our terror yeah. review um, yeah Invincible that's it this week really well no that's it 90's that's, Kid yeah, if you want to watch yeah, it yeah 90's Kid as well but, Invincible's the big one I'm saying as a series have you, what, have you seen Gamora at all or heard I've of it heard of it I've not watched it uh, so it's really good. I mean, me and me and Sh- Shelter have watched it all, but um, it, that's definitely worth. That's really good as, if, for a series to get into. You're, you're pretentious. You like foreign I'll stuff. I'll be honest with you though. Um, yeah, it's, got, it's got subtitles, it, mate. It's police it's got stuff. Subtitles. You'll love it. Huh? I struggle with like thrillers and no, it's, it's crime. It's, it's, there, there's not much. It's it's like the wire, but with, without the police in it. What do it's you just, like? It's just the criminal side. What do you like? I like just fantasy. Sorry, mate. Can I explain to him what the program is? Sorry. Fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we'll ask him what he likes as well. Brazzers. Yeah, what he does. yeah what do twins. You like? um, Swedish the, twins. The, uh, Gamora's basically like Sopranos, but if uh, but the lower grubby side of say like but the lower grubby side of it, set in Naples, it's just much grittier and real, and like and it's like kids on scooters shooting each other. It's like City of God uh, meets oh, Sopranos, love, basically. City of God's great. But it's but. It's, oh, but it's better than that. It's, it pisses on City of God. So what? You like watch it? It's the best. It's the best series I've seen since the Wire. It's up there. It's my favourite series. It's, it, it, it equals the Wire for me, is this and that's as saying as a lot because the Wire beats Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, all the other is this shit. As good I like. as Fake Taxi, huh? It, but it's not quite as good as Fake Taxi. From <laughs> honestly, you know, Uber. So we, let's finish with uh, Chris. Have you got a poem to finish with? No, I have. Johnny has, but have you no, got one as well? We've we've probably, no, I've got something. Johnny. Head over, Johnny. Johnny, finish with a poem then. Well, shall we say goodbye and I'll let And I'll then? finish with a fact. I've got a fact to finish with. Okay. Though. Okay. Do you want me to do my fact before you do your poem then? If, if you want, let's, okay. let's really milk it. Okay. Uh, in Cambodia, under the leadership of the communist Khmer Rouge, they committed a genocide which killed a quarter of Cambodia's 1975 population, 7.8 million those targeted were Buddhists, Christians, Muslims, and people with glasses. Something to think about there. Kaima Rouge. I don't know if this is going to bring us up. Thank you, down, Chris. Really. Thank you, Chris. What about Jews? Jews, Jews with glasses. Not many there. Just people with <laughs> glasses. I might do my poem next week. Do your poem. Bring us up. Life is a beautiful struggle. People search through the rubble for a suitable hustle. Some people using the noodle, some people using the muscle. Some people put it all together, make it fit like a puzzle. Come on, say it now. Idle matinee. Oh, that's what? sweet. What? Uh, so, do you want to say goodbye, what? Greg? Goodbye, Greg. <laughs> Next week, we've got no football. We're back to normal doing skits, scats, japes and improvs and proper natural chat. We've got John Aitken and we will be discussing Should You Flush 
kitchen roll down the toilet or only use <clears> toilet <throat> paper? That's our big discussion. That, it depends week. on the kitchen roll. Uh, Chris, do you want to say goodbye yeah, as well? Yeah, goodbye as well. Oh, sorry, I didn't do it. Oh, sorry. Uh, au revoir. I've been Gregoire. That's my new, that's my new sign-off. Okay. Bye-bye, dim bulbs. See you then. Bye.